The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I uh, hope I'm not disturbing you. It's a little chilly tonight and I thought you might like something to warm up the cockles, as they say. Oh, that's very kind. <laughs> Shall I pop it in for you? No! I mean... No, thank you. I know just where I like it. Forget your Burt Reynolds. Liz Fraser died. Liz Fraser died, guys. You know, Burt Reynolds, of course. You know, well done, sir. Excellently. Cannibal Run and Two. Masterpieces. But Liz Fraser died, and now nobody's going to notice because of Burt. It's... Oh, man. I had such a crush on Liz Fraser when I was about eight years old. What a... What an actor. What a performer. Busy old show this evening, guys. Very, very busy show. Very busy show. And as you can hear, we're not quite ready for it yet. Just bear with me. Just bear with me. Just bear with me. Just bear with me. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Hello, Catherine. What's up? (laughs) I'd say that was confrontational. (laughs) Um, I believe you're what is known in the industry as a shock jock. I am. Oh, gosh. Screw you guys. Wow. Watch your language, please. And your mums. Um... Lots to talk about. We spoke to Manny. If you probably didn't hear it, because it was right towards the end of the show last night. Manny is a regular caller, and um, he's a good lad. He's had a bit of a tough year. His dad died on a plane coming home from Pakistan earlier this year. And um, regular listeners will know that he's blind. He um, had an industrial accident about four or five years ago. Anyway, his call, um, he'd been to quite a dark place, but he said all he really wanted to help him feel human again was a job. And so we were like, well, OK, we'll, we'll see if we can get you a job. We might have got him a job. I mean, I don't want to say anything. We might have got him a job. We might have done. We'll talk about that briefly tonight. That's gonna, but that's, we're going to talk more about it tomorrow. But yeah. we can give a little update later on. Um, and we've got loads to talk about. But here's the thing, guys. Did you do your homework last night? I set you a very, very specific bit of homework because I stumbled across, and it was a stumbling, um, this incredible... Radio show. And you know me, right? I'm a radio geek, and I, I love... I don't really watch TV much anymore. I, after being let down by Lost and Battlestar Galactica and Fringe, I, uh, what are you going to watch, EastEnders? I don't think so. And um, yesterday, I was driving back from somewhere. I can't think where. And I flicked over to Radio 4, and I was about f- uh, five minutes into this incredible... Um, bit of storytelling and and I kind of missed the beginning and then I got back home and it was still on and so I listened to it a bit in my car and then I had to get out and then my neighbour kind of collared me and so I missed another little bit um, but it was incredible it was incredible it was, it was a, a, well I thought it was a one-off piece called The Life of Tara about um, a homeless woman who lives in London and I was tweeting about it uh, and then one of the people that made it Audrey Gillen got in touch and said oh you do know it's part of a series don't you I knew no such thing. I devoured it today, downloaded it. It's on BBC Radio 4. You can get it on the iPlayer. Uh, I downloaded it, and I listened to the four episodes today. There are two more to come, I believe. It is... You know, I think radio... You know this, Catherine. Radio, for me, 
is about storytelling, whether it's a story I've got to tell, or more importantly, in this kind, on this kind of show, a story that a listener has to tell, and everybody's got a story. They may not think they have, but everybody's got a story. And this show, Tara and George, this, this, I don't know what you call it, series, documentary, I don't know. Um, it's it's two, two tiny stories, it seems like, at first, but they're not. They are remarkable. Anyway, I, I'm, I'll shut up talking because I'm explaining it terribly. And we've got Audrey Gillen on the line, who is one of, one of the people that made it. Good afternoon. Good evening, Audrey. Hello. How how, how are, are you doing? doing? <laughs> I'm good. It's funny hearing your voice because I've, I've listened to about an hour and a half of you today in my car. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, I explain that in quite a ham-fisted way because both me and Kath, are, we, are, we are caffeined up to the max because we're very tired. So do, do you want to describe what it is for, for those people that didn't get a chance to listen to it yet? Well, it's called Tyre and George. And it is the story of two rough sleepers who are in Spitalfields, which is where I live. And they basically are almost always on a street around the corner called Borneo Street. It's one of the most beautiful Mm. streets in London. But that's not why they're there. They're not there because of its beauty. They're there because they're kind of looked after by the community there. And they find some kind of family and kindness there that keeps them there. So um, that's because it's round the corner from me. That's what drew me in um, to be able to see these two people and tell their stories. And how long have you been talking to them and how long have you been recording them? I've been talking to them for longer than I've been recording them. Yeah. And I've been recording them for two years. Wow. Yeah. That's quite some journey. And and what made you dis- what made you record them? What made you think, oh, there's, 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 I hate the word show in this context, but I think, you know what I mean? What made you think, oh, there's, there's a show here? I never, ever thought it's a show. I don't actually like the word show in mm. this context, actually. But um, I noticed George first, um... He seemed to me like a big old beardy guy who was always, pretty much always on the doorstep of Gilbert and George, the idiosyncratic artists who um, live on Fournier Street. And I would see him in the morning having a cup of coffee and I'd sometimes see him with them and it would make me think, okay... But it was it wasn't Gilbert and George that piqued my interest. It was George, and I wanted to know why George was there. And then I also noticed that he was with Tara, who is an older. George and Tara are forty seven and forty eight, mm. and Tara is a woman with a you know a big red face with weepy eyes, kind of lost in her face. Mm. And I just thought. How did you end up here? What is your story? And I just wanted to know more. By the way, the the introduction of Gilbert and George, I think, in episode two, is that that's a sucker punch that comes out of nowhere, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because this is the thing, um, Audrey, and I have ca- I caught up, and I'm completely hooked. So thank you for making this thing. It's just it's wonderful. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, just you don't go for the oh well, here, here we go with two very famous artists. You're not doing Lady in the Van without the Van. It's really central on on those two characters of of George and Tara, and and their relationship is kind of it's kind of a love story, but not a love story. And mm. and and the th- whole thing develops into something that you just don't see coming. We were talking earlier on about you know comparisons to Serial and stuff like that. Serial mm. had a very clear from the outset. It said it was going to do a certain thing. You don't do that. And what I love is the fact that you just let it breathe and let it grow into something that no one can expect. Well, that's that's also because I'm working with an incredible producer who who knows how to make a story breathe and give story space. Mm. And he's taught me so many wonderful things. But fundamentally, the story was interesting because, yes, they were looked after by Gilbert and George, but Gilbert and George is not the story at all. And it was very important to me to not make that the story. They give them... Gilbert and George give them a cup of coffee in the morning and take sometimes take their possessions in when they need looked after wow. and things like that. But it, but it's not about Gilbert no. and George. It's about Tara and George yeah. who live their life on the street and I just wanted to know what led them there yeah. and why they actually remain there and what is what well, what is great as well is because obviously if i don't live in london anymore but i work in london and and london mm. you see lots of homeless people and yeah. um i and in other places as well but but in london you see lots and i always make a point of saying hello and i always make a point mm. of making eye contact and sometimes i buy them a bit of food and in the past as well i've, I've been known to kind of sit down um and, and have a chat but it's so easy for for a lot of people, I guess myself at some point in in my life, to accept these living people, these humans, as just furniture. They they, they can be viewed as street furniture, and and we can forget that they are human beings. They are sons and daughters. They are mothers. They are brothers. You know, they they are people with with histories. The other thing, Audrey, is that you know Tara and George in the course of the the, the documentary series, you realise they can be quite loud and intimidating sometimes, but you don't seem phased by it. Well, um, we don't want to do any spoilers for the people that no, might listen. No, and we're treading you, very you, carefully you will, around you this. Will, you, you will have, um, you will have when, when you listen, you will have witnessed my fear mm. at one point and me slightly backing off. Um, Tara, in particular, is incredibly loud and can seem scary, but actually, she's just... She just scared herself. Yeah. You know, she's pretty vulnerable and she just needs some love and she needs people to listen to her, which is really important in in, in the, the reasoning for me telling her story. When we were talking about them, we can hear from them because you sent us some clips. Thanks for doing that. Um, the first clip we've got is George talking about his relationship with Tara. Well, we are boyfriend and girlfriend in a way. Mm. But it's like keeping... Tr- say she's not allowed to come over where I live. She's not allowed anywhere near the building. Because she hit me all red with a bottle. And I had stitches in my head. That's what bad temper she had when she's on that vodka. Just stay well away. When she's on that vodka, just stay well away. But 
she hit you over the head with a bottle. Yeah, and she went to prison for five months. But she's still... you. Just, she's still in love with me as well. And you're in love with her. <laughs> but you just told me that it's not sexual... It's not sexual-wise. It's just like, like drinking buddies. She likes the cuddles. If you, when she goes to sleep, if you don't cuddle her, she, she wakes up in a grumpy mood. She likes the cuddles. She likes it. She takes all the blanket and everything. If the animal's lying there, she, as long as she gets a cuddle, she's happy. If you don't give her a cuddle, she's not happy. She won't sleep. She'll be up all night. She's back up. Have I got it right, Audrey, that, that George has a place in a hostel, but he prefers to, to sleep sleep rough, sleep on the street with Tara? Yeah, George is in a hostel for um, older, entrenched, rough sleepers. But it's just a small room, and it's just him mm. and the walls and a radio. And it's loneliness. Mm. And what, what, you know, what can he do there? He needs people and he needs community and he needs this sense of family, which he has built here in Spitalfields. And ultimately, he needs Tara. It's, um, it's, it, it's so interesting, he, and I'm, I'm treading carefully, because I want people, you're right, we want people to go and listen to this. The first four episodes are up. I think there's another two episodes coming, is that right? Yeah, and we're still making them. Are you, oh, well, goodness. this is, you sent an email today saying you're, you're editing episode five today. Yeah. That's brilliant. So are you still... I actually, I actually recorded some stuff with Tara this morning. Wow. Which is now in episode five. Wow. Um... So it, this is a bit like... Do you remember the series The Family, Audrey, the TV series in the 70s? I don't. Oh, you go and watch it on YouTube. It's incredible. It was kind of like the first fly-on-the-wall documentary, and it followed this family in Reading. It's amazing. And um, uh-huh. and every, you know, every TV show like that has copied that since. But there's a weird thing, because the show starts going out about halfway through them filming it. So by the end of the series, they're mm. quite famous. And I was going to ask, how do Tara and George, if you're recording them while this is going out, are they have they been listening? Are they are people recognising them? Because you you say where they are, you say the street. Are people speaking to them about it? Um, Ian, they are listening because I sat down on Tuesday with Tara to listen to quite an emotional episode mm. in which. She was holding a little speaker and was crying and needed needed a hug. But at the end of it, she said, that was lovely. Oh, well done. There you go. But what, what I have asked is, has anybody been coming along and asking you things or mm. doing things, and they don't seem to have had any disruption okay. as, as a consequence of it, which I'm very relieved about. Yeah. Yeah. Back to t- Tara, um, and you talking, and there's been mention of the fact that she needs a hug now and again, and actually you think that some of the loudness, a lot of the loudness is to cover up the fact that actually she's terrified. Um, there's a real 
sense of musicality with Tara and and you I think you say in the documentary that you know you you get little hints about her past from the sort of songs she comes up with and she sings quite a lot and we've got a clip of that I think this is when you asked her what her what her favorite song was or something like that wasn't it um Tara sings a lot and to me it seems like it's a it's it's a way of her remembering her past and as you know, if you know, if you like songs, you know all the words to certain songs. And she knows the words to certain songs. Mm. And a lot of them are about love yeah. and friendship and everything else. And, I, and we've, sung, we've sung quite a few songs together. Let's have a listen. Go on. By you, never one ever hurt you. I'll stand by you. Do you know any more of that song? No. Always stand by, by him. So it seems to me that all your favourite songs are about love and friendship, right? Yeah. And why is that? Because it's all about love, friendship. It's about knowing each other, learning to know, learning to know yourself and learning to know who cares and who don't care. When someone breaks your heart, it's a hard thing, but I love someone very, and it's very strong. And it's a bond you could never break. By the way, brilliant use of music in oh, there as well. Gorgeous. And again, treading carefully, because I don't want to give away too much, but, um, you know, a lot of homeless people um, have drug or alcohol dependency. Not all. Some of mm. them have mental health issues. Um, and a lot mm. of them still have living family members you know some close some slightly distant family members um and um this isn't giving away too much you you obviously kind of look look into that were you surprised by what you found and 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 the responses that you got and i'm i'm treading carefully so you can say as much or as little as you want without giving it all away but were you surprised by the reactions you got when you started looking you know around tara and george Yes, and there are consequences um, to looking around their backstory mm. and what led them to the streets and what their family story is as well and trying to find family and to understand what has happened and to speaking to people that might not necessarily want to know what is going on mm. with these two people. And so that is, is, it is a very difficult area. And for us working in that area, it has made us think, oh, the rippling consequences mm. of looking into the background of how these two people ended up here, what their stories are, but 
ultimately, this is about their stories. Mm. And in order to explore that, you do have to do as much as you can to find out what what led them there. Are they are they happy? Sometimes, sometimes very happy. Yeah. Sometimes depressed. If you speak to Gilbert and George, they would say, "Oh, they're both very happy all the time." I don't, I don't really agree with that. Um, they have very big moments of happiness, but ultimately, I do think that the hinterland of what has gone on in their life has led to incredible sadness. Mm. It's led them to drink. It's led them to various situations that you and I would think were extreme. Um, It's it's quite difficult to um, say things without doing the spoilers, as we say, Mm. but it has led them to extreme circumstances. I wondered if they... Because, uh, listen, I'm an alcoholic and a, and a drug addict, and I'm in recovery, and, and, and so he, I, I, when I hear someone, people talking who it appears that they're alcoholic, I don't know, but do they do they express any desire to kind of get sober and, you know, work on the issues that they've got? Or are they content, if that's the right word, to, to carry on doing what they're doing, in, in, in that lifestyle they've got now? No, both both of them very recently have expressed a desire to get sober. Mm. But given given what you've just said about your past background, you will know, or as Tara said, it's not that easy to get off the drink. Yeah, you can't you can't do it in a night. She says, doesn't she? She says one thing. You know, and um, I want to get off the gargoyle. I'd like, I, you know, I'd like to, and George does too. But in their circumstances, which are not quite as easy as someone like yourself, no. oh yeah, someone like me who might have a problem but lives in a house and has m- very much more kind of systems around us Mm. to help us do that. If you're living a very chaotic lifestyle and the only thing that is your kind of... When you have mental health issues, when you have a background, the only thing that helps you assuage all of that is a two-litre bottle of cider. Mm. It's very hard to not drink it. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, I know we're being careful about spoilers, but the third um, clip that you've given us is about what happened when you went to County Durham and you met Auntie Lillian. Are you cool with us playing mm-hmm. that, Audrey? Is that OK? Go on. Oh, go on then. Here we go. One question can I ask? Is he still alive? Yes. He is good. This is George's Auntie Lillian. Maisie, get out. I can't believe I've found her. I'll put her in the kitchen. That she's invited me into her living room. It's morning. She's wearing penguin pyjamas and a snowflake dressing gown. Lillian lives in the former pit village of Nettlesworth in County Durham, just across the back from the semi-detached house where George grew up with his grandparents. So who are all these... Who do they all belong to? Your mum and dad. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and uh, my granddad from Lancashire. Yeah, I could have sworn I had his birth certificate. It was the street names that led me to Lillian's door. Shaw Street in Spennymoor, Front Street Nettlesworth. Um, Addresses I'd found on birth and marriage certificates. Uh, and that's um, Auntie Lillian, George's yeah. George's auntie. And it, that, I mean, th- that whole, ep- every episode, but that was, I found, a real eye-opener. Yeah, and mm. again, you, we talk about the sort of ripples, the impact it has. Thank you for making this, Audrey. It's just, uh, it's just wonderful. I can't wait for the next one. They're, they're, a, they're wow. a remarkable couple. It, honestly, they are, they're an incredible couple. The stories are, um, you know, just... It's small, small, but but I, I've said this before. I think we're all, you know, a couple of bad decisions, a couple of paychecks, a, a bad bit of mental health. So we're all yay close to being homeless, um, and I think it, it, most people don't realise that. And the fact they've been well, doing that... this for so long and have survived—they are survivors. Mm. That's what's incredible, I think. And that's the that's the important thing about the story is to be able to. Let people hear their lives mm. and perhaps, and what I've had in response to this is people saying, I think differently now, I will walk past someone and I will look them in the eye now. Mm. And even if I don't have any money to give them, I'm going to talk to them. And that's kind of the important thing. It was never, ever the intention to be a campaign of peace. Mm. Although I have to say... Um, the Spitalfields community, I just heard from the rector of the church, has just raised um, almost £5,000 as a consequence of the programme. I didn't even know anything about it. Wow. How have they done that? They sent out an email and said, um, this is a really important uh, documentary about people living in your community. Mm. If you give some money, we will match it. And they, and oh, that's, that's great. quite incredible. And I know this isn't what you're doing it for, but you watch those awards come rolling in. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it, Audrey, it's such, it's such a compelling story and it's so well put together. You mentioned the producer. Do you want to name them so that we give, they, they get the credit as well? Well, the producer is Alan Hall, who's utterly remarkable. He's just been... He's kind of a magician in terms yeah. of the sound. It's like he's playing piano somehow. And he's been an utter delight to work for and to work with. Um, but the one thing I would say when you say awards, we're we're not looking for awards. Our oh, no. award is Tara and George liking each program. Yeah. And when I go and play it, I am anxious and nervous on Tuesday, I, I went to see Tara before it, and I said, sweetheart, would you like me to come and listen to the next programme with you? And she said yes, and I said, if you don't like it, will you promise me you won't batter me? <laughs> God. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. Good. <laughs> I um, loved it. Audrey, uh, when does obviously we, we people listen to radio in such different ways now? The first four episodes are up on the BBC Radio Four iPlayer. Uh, I keep calling and it George and Tara. Available. Go on. It's also available. It's um, actually not George and Tara. It's Tara this is what George. I say. I, I was about to say I keep calling it George and Tara, and it is Tara and George. So I'm trying to get that into my head. But go on. What were you going to say? It's also available on the podcast app mm-hmm. on iTunes, and. Quite a few other um, podcast sites. And there's two more episodes. And when does, if people want to listen to the next episode live, when does it go out? 
It's out next Tuesday, 3pm, Radio 4. Brilliant. Hey, nice one, Audrey. Thank you so much for making it, and thank you so much for coming on. And um, I, I, I look forward to hearing the next couple of episodes. Well, Ian, thank you so much for stumbling across it and <laughs> loving it so much. That's the, be- the best finds are always accidents. I th- Honestly, I was sat in my car going, oh, this is incredible, and then my neighbour knocked on the window and I had to get out. <laughs> um, but, it, no, it's brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time, Audrey. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Thank you for your support. Thanks and a lot. And let's hope that we change something. Fingers crossed. Fingers thank crossed. You. This is Audrey Gillen. If you want to fo- follow Audrey, at Audrey Gillen, G-I-A-A-L-L. A-N, I'm so tired, on Twitter. Alan Hall is listening as well, producer. Oh, well done, been, Alan. Oh, I know this because we've been emailing each other. Hats off. Um, thanks, Alan. It's well lovely done. job, lovely oh, job. 344 is the phone number. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. And the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. So Jeff Goldblum was playing piano at King. Was it King's Cross Station? St Pancras. St Pancras. St. It's kind of King's Cross. He was playing piano there. They got all these um, pianos at various London stations when uh, really they should be buying cancer drugs and hospital beds. But um, you wouldn't get Jeff Goldblum trying out a cancer drug in a hospital bed. But you did get him unless he was ill. You did get him playing a little bit of boogie-woogie at uh, King's Cross and Pancras Station the other day. And people, um, people, everyone, everyone loves the big JG. Of course they do. Everyone loves JG, don't they? He was playing hits from his new jazz album, apparently. Well, I don't, they're not technically hits. Well? They're not hits. I'm going to say they're hits because I love Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. Did you see as that well? thing in the paper the other day about, or it wasn't oh, in the paper, it was online, about the charity nuts. shop yeah, where every single frame had been filled with pictures of Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. That's. Beautiful. He is, um, I mean, he's got to be, he's got to be old now because he was kind of like a grown up in the mid 70s. So he's got to be, I'm going to say 68. Okay. I'm saying 68 for the big JG. That's what I'm saying. Well, go on. 65, at least in showbiz years. Okay, so 68. <laughs> um, he, but he's, he's so cool. But he does play Jeff Goldblum in movies. Of course he does. But, but why would you deviate if you were not? Jeff Goldblum? Why not? I've never seen a good Jeff Goldblum impression, but it can't be that hard no. to do. You can get the look easily with kind of the slick back hair and the glasses. Does he wear yes. glasses? Yeah, he does. He's got glasses on? And he's got a very... Stilted no, way talks. Oh, of talking, and I imagine oh, I'm Jeff Goldblum. It would be shut up. <laughs> Do you want that as well? <laughs> to, to, to dump two parts of that little um, thing there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're very welcome uh, to. Uh, last night at the end of the show, we spoke to Manny. Um, uh, bloke who lost his eyesight in an industrial accident. I think about five six years ago. And uh, he tried to. He was in the early stages of killing himself yesterday. That's where we got to. He bought a Stanley knife and uh, was sat in a park, rolled up his sleeves, and was ready to do it. And and then managed, managed, um, thank God, to think about his kids and his daughter's wedding and his son going to college and all of that stuff. And he managed to come back from the brink. And he told us um, that. All he wants, apart from his eyesight, which isn't going to happen with today's technology until they get those kind of Star Trek hollow glasses. Do you remember it? Like every few years, 
there'll be a story like, oh, there's a thing now that can make Stevie Wonder see. Mm. It's like a microchip or something. Um, I think they should concentrate on getting Stevie Wonder's hair back. But There's also a theory that Stevie Wonder isn't really blind, isn't there? I've heard that theory and a lot of evidence uh, on, on YouTube. <laughs> but, but Manny said all he wants really is a job. He said he wants a job. He said yeah. he'll clean, he'll do anything. He doesn't even want money, he wants a job. Yeah, he feels useless. Um, and so we kind of did a little tweet yesterday and we did some tweeting today and um, Talk Radio tweeted a little clip and you guys retweeted it and loads of you sent us suggestions. Little update, please, yes. Catherington. So, um, I my initial thought was the RNIB, not, not the lifeboats, but the... The um, birds. No. The Royal National no. Institute of Birds. No. Liz Fraser. No, no. Mm? no. Go on. Uh, the Royal National Institute for the Blind. Yep, birds. Blind uh, birds. Birds and blokes. RNIBB. Okay, so I tweeted them. RNICBB. Royal, Royal National Institute for Celebrity Big Blind. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go on, get to the point, come I'm on! I'm trying my best, Please. man. Um, they got back straight away. Really interested. Gave me um, details of the helpline. Said that they could de- definitely help Manny to find employment. No problem at all. I asked him if they could come on tomorrow. They're not going to be able to put up a spokesperson, but I will pass on all the details to Manny that they've given me. Um, Birmingham Vision. I've got to give a big shout out to them. One vision, one hope, one two, one two religion. Oh, 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 oh. Birmingham Vision! They're can, better can, than you, they you, sound from that description. You can use that, guys. Birmingham Vision, if you want. You can have that. Um, uh, I would I, I wave my fee. I wave my fee goodbye. <laughs> you can have that, Birmingham Vision. Gosh. And put that on your answer phone. Hi, we're Birmingham Vision. Nobody's here to take your call right now, but One Vision. Oh, my. Leave your message after the beep, 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 beep. Okay, so Birmingham Vision are going to come on tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I've had a word with Manny. He's going to come on tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and we're going to try and work something out. And then somebody sent us another job agency or something. A job agency. Also, I've asked them to come on. We'll see what's what. At what point do we tell them that that Manny is a 'er ne'er-do-well? Well, they've had the clip, so they heard him (laughs) drop the F-bomb. I think it's only fair. It's only fair. Uh, That'd be brilliant if we can sort something out. Um, and we'll be generous. We're only going to take a 15% commission each. Mm-hmm. So that's well, he said he wasn't bothered about the money. Exactly. So, so um, but that, uh, that, if we can sort something out, that'll be brilliant. It's oh, looking really three, positive. Four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Ken's on the line. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, you know. Listen to that uh, session beforehand. That was. Uh, what a session. It's a good show. You should check it out. La- Tara and George on, on the, the iPlayer and podcast. Really, really good show. Yes. But uh, life, uh, I know many people who have been extremely uh, hurt and uh, destroyed in their lives. Even many people that had great difficulties, but there is someone who delivered them from their troubles. Um, Let Uh, me think. Was it was it the Night Rider? No, the one you mock, the one you and James Whale mock. 
Oh, can, Jesus can, Christ, can, can, do me a favour. Pull your head out of your ass. You don't listen to the show. You don't know what I say about Jesus Christ. I don't mock him. I, I mock you. you I mock Jesus. you, Ken. You you, no, you I don't, Ken. Ken, you, pull your friend. head out of your big anus, because I don't mock Jesus. Listen. I mock you, but you, you don't listen. Oh, Ken, 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 Ken if you're Jesus. not going to listen, mate, what's the point in me talking to you? What's the point? Tell me what well, the point is. No, I do, but you're accusing me of something that I've not done, and you don't I listen know to me. You're an anti-crazy oh, get stuffed, you sick weirdo! Jeez, you know what I mean? He doesn't listen. What's the point? I don't mock Jesus. I mock you, Ken. I mock you for being a bigot. That's who I mock. I, I don't I, mock Jesus. Jesus is all right by me. Allah's all right by me. Blooming Buddha's all right by. They're all all right by me. I don't really care either way. They're all right by me. It's it's people like you, Ken, that are dangerous, that are not all right. People that don't listen. The, the religious fanatics of whatever faith it may be, Islam, Judaism, Christian, whatever. The ones that don't listen because their heads are stuck up their backside and their Bibles or their Korans or whatever is shoved in their ears. You need to listen, Ken. You need to listen to humans. You need to listen to real physical flesh and blood people. People with teeth and skin and eyes and tears and hearts. That's what you need to listen to if you want to become a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim, a good one. You've got to listen to people and you've got to show a little bit of humanity, which is something you have been incapable of doing ever since you've been phoning me. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Burt Reynolds and Liz Fraser. Liz Fraser, I think, is the one that's um, that's got me my. There's an eight, nine year old boy. Oh God, that that I was such a crush on her. She wasn't all. She wasn't always the sort of sexy one in there. Sometimes she was dressed down a bit. But you, man, alive, funny, funny woman, very, very funny, and and just great with the one-liners. You know, wonderful stuff. Oh, three, four, four, four. I guess she's like the... Uh, Liz Hurley is the closest we've got now. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, God. Oh, three, four, four. Four, nine, nine. One thousand is the telephone number. Um, so Dolores Reard- uh, Reardon mm-hmm. from the Cranberries. Drowned. Sad, isn't it? Really that was the cause of, da- cause of death. It wasn't, wasn't suicide that we know of. But she was, um, it was drunk. It was in the bath, I guess. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, in a hotel room. And that's sad. What, I mean, oh man, alive! It makes you, it makes you think. This, we're all we're all hanging by a thread. Everything is hanging by a thread. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can. Very quiet on the phones yesterday. Very quiet on the phones today. What the hell is going on? Maybe Tom Snorbrick. Well, let's listen. Let's see what Tom is doing over there because maybe he's um, maybe he's just given away fivers. Call up and, we, and every caller gets fifty quid. That is not a bad technique. Uh, Tom Snorbrick. Let's have a little listen live. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, what do you think about anti-Semitism? It's an advert. You don't pay to be on this station, so you're not getting on. But we do have excellent rates for um, all advertisers. Probably cheaper than you think. 
Um, anything they want. If I rang the police and said, Eddie Mayer has done this to me, you would be arrested. This is a bit different. That's why... Oh, yeah, okay. that, that breaks my heart that he's gone there. That doesn't work. <laughs> that show doesn't work there. And uh, it's, a, it's a car crash, but let's try this. I can scat. I bet he's talking about Burt Reynolds. Is it what? What's your favourite Burt Reynolds movie? Mine is uh, Cannibal Run Two. Boogie Nights. Mine is uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Striptease. Mine is Smokey and the Bandit Two. Mine is Deliverance Two. <laughs> Mine is the best little whorehouse in Texas Two on the rocks. C nine P. Flipping, they got outfits. That's what everyone's hooked on. That's what everyone's hooked on. It's adverts. Adver- I tell you what, I was thinking today. Listening in, I was listening to radio. Coming in, I was listening to Radio Four. Front row, arts, because I'm very arty, very arty guy. Um, I tried to hang three um, ducks on my wall the other day. I only got one up. The second duck um, caused um, some of the plaster to come off. So is it the little duck that's up? No, it's the fat duck. Oh, wow. Yeah, fat duck's up. Um, But I'm going to put ducks on my wall. And um, also, trying to hold them still was so tough. (laughs) There we go. Um, But I'm an arty guy. So I was listening, and they had a poet on. And she was reading a poetry. And I thought... Huh? Sorry? She was reading a what? Poetry. Okay. What? What have I said wrong now? Go on. Poetry. She was reading a poetry. Poetry. She was reading a poetry. She was reading her poetry. Oh, her poetry. Yeah. Do you want us to go back to the tapes? Because you know whenever we go back to the tapes, I'm always right. God. Okay. She was reading a poetry. And um, I thought... Poetry on the radio is crap, is what you thought. No, I didn't think that. I didn't think that at all. I I thought the whole genre of poetry is bollocks. (laughs) The whole thing, it's just chances. It is just absolute chances. Easier than writing a proper book, isn't it? Well, it is. But also, what is good poetry? Because I listen to something and go, oh, that's quite good. And people go, that, and that's a terrible poem. Then I listen to something and think, well, that's a load of rubbish. And we go, oh, that's a, well, well done. That's classic. So, so what is it's, it's just, I tell you what good poetry is. It's just if the posh, if the uh, liberal elite say that it's good... Mm-hmm. Then it's good. Yeah, um, I could write a poem now, right? And it will blow your it will blow your socks off, blow your mind off. But because the posh people wouldn't say it was good, then it doesn't count, and it's throwaway. And and because I, if I were to make up a poem now, right, it would be as good as anything written by Shakespeare or Siegfried Sassoon well, hang on or minute. Clive Owen, right? It'd be better as good as any of that stuff, right? But because I made it up and because I stole some strawberries on the jungle and because I'm on the DAB, people think it's crap, right? So t- this is what we're going to do tomorrow's show, is I'm going to read some classic poetry and some poetry that I've just tossed off, oh, okay? okay. And you, dear listener, I should have done it tonight, but I was too busy um, uh, watching Big Brother. You, dear listener, will tell me what is... The great poetry, what is the famous poetry and what is my poetry? I was once, well, the good thing about poetry is my dad used to pay me to learn it. So I made a tenor out of Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright in the Forest tiger, of the Night. Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright. I could frame my fearful symmetry. But, but, and gosh, you, you say it with such passion. I said it better than that. Tenor's worth you got. Here we go. A heart 
a leg. An eye? That's love. <laughs> now, who wrote that? You. No, I didn't. That's Wordsworth. That's shite. No, it's Wordsworth. That is Wordsworth. Isn't it? Have you heard it before? That's words. That's a famous Wordsworth. Is it? I've yeah. Heard it. Yeah. I wrote it, and I convinced you it was no, Wordsworth. I convinced... I, I did write it. I did. I did. No, I didn't. And I convinced you it was Wordsworth, because you haven't got a clue, because no-one's got a clue, because no-one wants to appear dumb. I... And to the lady that tweeted me and said, it's a bit, bit loud tonight, a bit shouty, turn your radio down! I wrote that. There are holes in the sky where the rain comes in. Yeah. But they're ever so small. That's yeah. why rain is thin. All right, Spike Milligan. Next. No, you can't get it past me! It's all up there. It's all up there. It is all up there. Teach you a lesson. Some of it's down there. Yeah, we go. Thank you very much indeed. Let's listen to uh, LBC and see if they're giving away £50 notes to callers. Um, a lot of people had, had this information to hand, and I'm sure they could have... Imagine if we, if we t- t- just opened up the lines there and we listened and it was Alan Caddick. <gasps> and, then, and then it was Rainbow George. Those and then it was some of our other stupid callers. Swines! Um, Palestinians who mm-hmm. shout death to America subjected to a few, so... At the moment where you've got the United Nations ambassador... OK, it's anti-Semitism. They would... By the way, before you get ideas, George and Alan Caddick and all that lot, you'll never get through their screening process. So okay. forget it. Hello, caller. You're on the radio. Hey, ladies and legend. Hey, ladies and legend. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Hey. I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. Um, Lou Dirty Rat. Telly Catherine and sex ban. Mm-hmm. Booby ba hubby. Catherine Tilsley yes. threatened her husband with a sex ban. Sex ban after he suggested she unblock their loo with her bare hands. Uh, I've done it. I've done it. Sometimes when it won't flush, you just got to put your hands in there and, and pull it out or break it up. Sometimes only a fist will do. The ex-Coronation Street star posted online a text exchange with husband Tom Pitfield. He's shorter than she is. Celebrity couples where the man is shorter than her. Any couple that Tom Cruise has been in that we know of. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dustin Hoffman. Uh, yep. A text exchange with husband Tom Pitfield when she complained that their toilet was not flushing. The actress who played Corrie's Eva Price messaged him, Babe, I'm from Manchester, Babe, Toilet is blocked. In a flurry of text, he replied, Get your hands down there. Empty paper into a plastic bag. Job done. But mum of one, Kath, 34, who appears on Loose Women, warned, if you... <laughs> My God, what a description. I'm from Manchester. <laughs> if you ever want to see my boobs again, you'll retract that stupid suggestion. I'm a princess, Tom. A princess FFS. She then shared their plumbing woes on Instagram and told her 440,000 followers this is what social media was made for. Cool story, sis. A loose woman presenter telling us about her block toilet. That's... A, forget the... the, the um, all the uprisings and the political espionage. It's her, an ex-Cory actress, telling us she's got a shit stuck <laughs> in the U-Bend. <laughs> wow. Then she then told her 440,000 followers, Christ, my husband is quite clearly deluded this morning. As if. Male fans queued up to unblock her U-bend. <laughs> my God. One wrote, If boobies are the prize, I'll stick my arm down there with a smile on my face. Oh, God. 
Another added, I'd put my hand down your toilet to see your boobs. I'd put my hand oh. down your toilet to see your boobs. How romantic. I mean, really. And she immediately left her husband for one of those... <laughs> for a bloke on Twitter who wanted to see her boobs. Oh, <laughs> 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 isn't it? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. My um, uh, so my washing machine is this is as exciting as her boob story. My washing machine has got mould in it, so I put some clean she- some dirty sheets in to clean them, and they came out black. They came out black. So I then read online, and one of the ways to get rid of mould is to bleach the washing machine. So I put a little bit of bleach in the rim, the rubber rim. That's where the mould is. And I squirted a bit more in the rubber rim. And I squirted a bit more. And then I thought I'd put some in the, the drawer as well. No one uses the drawer anymore. But it was still dirty, clagged up. So I, there's three sections in the drawer. I didn't know which section. So I put it in all three. Right. I ended up putting about half a bottle of Dettol in there. And then ten minutes later, I went back. And I sent you a picture cut. I went back. I thought I'll, I'll tweet the, the, the pictures. The washing machine was full of bubbles. Yeah. Like, full of it. I thought, oh, blimey, I've, I've seen this in a movie. And then I went back 20 minutes later and the floor was covered in bubbles. And then my house was covered in bubbles. How the hell do you get mould out of a washing machine? I've got to buy a new washing machine. Oh, that sounds excessive. Doesn't it? Let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Michael. What have you got for us tonight, Michael? Oh, I don't know exactly. Um, yeah, oh. do you know what? I just came from a poetry evening and I agree with much of what you are implying or saying, I'm or saying. driving at it, in fact. Yes, yes, you are saying it. I'm not it. even driving it. I, I'm, I'm driving no, at it. I'm saying it. I'm being explicit. You're not even implying it. No. You're just being right up front and going for it sort of thing. Yes. Um, which is fine, yeah. Steady. Um, which, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that. Um, oh. Having said that, if I may dare, dare yes. say, yes. there are bits of poetry out there that are quite intriguing. For uh, example? Okay. To be a Englishman, Daniel Defoe. Now... Someone read this in this poetry evening. I was at the Amnesty International oh, bookshop. God. Now, this is... No, 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 no. Before you fall asleep. Now, hang yes. on a minute. Okay. Okay. It's just down the road from me, right? I live in Hammersmith. Okay. And it's a lovely bookshop, actually. If anyone ever comes to it... Has the book, poem started? Um, no, I'm not starting the poem. Okay, yet, I thought no. this was the poem. Okay, because it's hard to tell these be. days. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's difficult to tell sometimes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, with, with poems, they can, anything goes, really. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit like jazz. It's like playing all the wrong notes and in certain, certain places. Okay, well, let's see. I know this works with jazz. Let's see if it works with poetry. One, two, three. Get it. No, what, it my poem? Yes. You want my poem? Yeah, the poem that you really? said is... The, oh, yeah, my, the poem that I would write... The, the did you drink at this Amnesty International bookshop? No, I didn't. No, Were I you didn't. smoking doobies? No, I wish I had been, but no, no, it would have made it more pleasurable. Perhaps. Oh, okay. So I'm, what... I'm reading Keith Richards' book at the moment. Actually. Don't. It's, it's, nice, it's, is... I, I really, I really hated that book because at the end, you the last part. Give me a break! You must be joking. The... It's, it's part of you in there. Sorry, it's a part of you in there. What do you mean, a part of me? Well, of course it is. Right. Well, it's part of all of us. Michael, we'll... stay there, because I've got to go to the adverts, and you're you're a very, very silly man. It's a, it's a terrible book, that Keith Richards book. We'll discuss it more in a minute, and we'll hear Michael's poem. 0344 499 1000, The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. thinking 
that someone is playing the sandpaper blocks in this, isn't it? Was there an instrument at school that were two bits of wood covered in sandpaper and you just went... You just rubbed them together. Am I right, Affair? Anyone can make music, guys. Anyone can make music. I don't know, one of those shows tonight. 03 44 499 We've talked about a brilliant um, documentary series that's on Radio 4. We've talked about... Uh, what else have we talked about? Jeff Goldblum, Liz Fraser. Everyone's going on about Burt Reynolds, but Liz Fraser's died. And also, poetry. It's a con, isn't it? I'm, I'm going to say it. The Emperor is naked. Michael was at um, a liberal um, do-gooders... Poetry slam event tonight. I, I don't know why I'm saying that. Amnesty are a fantastic organisation. I don't know why. And also, I like the, I like being do, a do-gooder. Do-gooders are good things. I don't know why I'm taking on this slightly right-wing rhetoric, Michael. Well, I don't know about that either. I mean, there's slightly mad people there, really. So who was... Was there anyone... Were there any of the famous poets there? Oh, they were. Shelley or Byron. <laughs> no, sorry. I, I, I know so little about poetry, I didn't know who they were. Oh. Okay. They were quite. There was one chap that had met all sorts of people at the Cafe Royal. Yeah. And but also some of the poetry um, was completely bonkers. And I thought, what am I doing here? Uh, I hadn't been before. It just it comes. It's across the road, you see. So it was kind of like convenient. And I thought, well, why not? I've been why in there not? earlier. Yes. You get some brilliant books in there, by the way. Really, really cheap. It's a fantastic place to go, and you are donating to a fairly justifiable cause amongst the many causes that maybe are not so justifiable out there but so I thought it was quite good in that respect so but yeah there were a nice group of people one woman was completely start raving bonkers man okay. is a box of frogs yes um, she stood up on a chair and then started singing her poetry oh well that's uh, not poems then that's songs I don't know, it was a poetry, but she started to sort of, like, do a bit of singing in the middle of it if, if you uh, are singing the poem voice. it's a song Thank you, Catherine. Well, I go along with you there, to be fair. But anyway, she wanted to do a bit of singing in the middle of it and there's a very high-pitched soprano voice, which sounded like a cat scratching a wall. But yeah, there we are. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love... I put up with it. I put up with it, mate. I'll tell you what, I stuck in there. I thought, I know... How much did it cost me... you to get in? Oh, nout. OK, well, nout. that's good. I do it like events, wrong. and you don't get so many now. But I do like live events where a sig- at least one of the performers uh, uh, is, is, a, is a nutter. Where they've got their 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 yeah. concept of what is acceptable in a public arena, is is way off the league as, from the majority of people, and she sounds like one of those dudes. Well, you know, it's a funny thing, and um, you're quite correct. Um, yeah. and, and another thing I was sort of dragged into, in the nicest yeah. possible sense, is I went and did a poem of. Now, it's funny you should say we just said because I have to reform you slightly there. Um, I was at an event called Sonnet Sunday. What? At the Sonnet, as in Shakespeare's Sonnet. Sonnet Sunday, yes. See, now I can't have had much uh, whatever to drink, yep. because otherwise I couldn't say Sonnet Sunday. Sonnet, so clearly. S- Sonnet Sunday, yes. It's not Sonnet. Sonnet, Sonnet, Sonnet Sunday. Sonnet. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, which was a, a celebration of Shakespeare's sonnets yes. at the Globe. Oh, okay. And I was part of a, an ensemble where we sung... Uh, Shakespeare's sonnet. Hang on a minute, Catherine's, uh, hang on a minute. Catherine's mouthing something to me. What are you saying? Oh, nothing. Okay, carry on, this is fascinating. No, what did you say? I've DM'd you, but carry on. Okay. Yeah, no, BMG. Oh, no, Simon Cowell was not in, uh, involved at all. 
there was no judges and we weren't slapped down. And uh, we, we played uh, the music to, on guitar, yeah. I myself personally, yeah. and harmonica, on yeah. harmonica. Yeah. So that's, playing, those are songs? And, and No, hang on. And what? it was Sonnet 8 oh, by Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Overrated. We were... <laughs> I, I think Shakespeare is overrated. I think he is overrated. Do you really? I do. I do. That's slightly controversial. Well, but, but listen, it's that's highbrow controversiality. Uh, that that my listeners. Why is he? Why is he no good then? Why is he overrated in your view? Well, uh, um, uh, I just don't. I just don't get the story. I don't think the stories are good. I don't think they're no. written well. No, I, I don't understand them. If I go and I see a play, the, I think that's the key phrase there. Yeah. You don't actually understand yeah. them. No, I mean, yeah. and I don't say that as a pompous person, because believe you me, half the time I don't understand them either. But, yeah, exactly. But, well, all right. Well, this but, is the thing. Half so, the time I do. I yeah. really do understand the bits that you do. You're so saying that for good. something to be, to be good and considered high art, you've got to not understand it. You snob. You make me cute. <laughs> I'm going to get a sonnet and shove it down your throat. <laughs> See if you understand oh. that. The, oh, the sonnets of the streets. down my throat. I had a sonnet shoved down my throat. Yes. And it was quite pleasurable, actually. I, 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 it was quite an interesting experience. Ah. Um, so we then sort of took the sonnet and then shoved it down other people's ears. Right. Um, and they actually really appreciated it, especially when the guitar and the harmonica kicked in. I thought, what? What is going on here? What is this? What is this crazy? Like, mo- what this crazy modern sound? I don't. He's got a, a, a he's got a wooden box with it. metal strings, and I don't even know. He looks like he's holding a tiny little thing in his mouth and blowing on it. This is crazy. Did someone stand <laughs> up and shout, "Judas"? I'm good at it. I tell you, I'm okay, good at it. Okay. I'm, 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 I've got one across the room. Glad, there. You want to watch it, or I'll the, take the, it out. Kath got, got the Bob Dylan reference. Um, well, I'm sure yeah. it was great, mm. but I yeah, do think... Actually. Pa- uh, all right. <laughs> wow. Whoa! No, no, well, the, the, the justification for that Good for you. In the, in the reaction. You know, the reaction was terrific. You sure they weren't just clapping because it was over? <laughs> oh, he's... No, I Oh, feel... I say. That was quick. Just check your claws. Yes. Well... Why don't you? There we go. I... It's got very camp all of a sudden in here. Let's let the let, let's <laughs> let, let camp this out. Well done yeah. you for defending your art. You've you've, you've passed you know, the I test. Mean, I was at a wedding festival last weekend. Okay, the wedding so festival. I'm rocking it with the boys. Right. Yeah. Yep. Farrell Williams made an appearance, which was fantastic. Who did? Uh, Farrell Williams. The, the oh rapper? you oh sorry you mean Pharrell Williams. Oh, thank you. Oh, you Farrell. Snob. Farrell Williams. Oh, I didn't say it right now. Farrell Williams. Oh. Farrell Williams. He's a snob. Farrell. Or, or are you the pug version. a massive Farrell racist? Williams. Farrell Williams. He comes out and he attacks the audience. They're not happy yeah, then. He, he's like more of an animal. Yeah. 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 Farrell Williams. Okay, I, I did the joke. Yeah. Farrell, yeah. He was good, actually. Okay. No, Were you yeah. still rocking out with the boys when Farrell Williams was on? <laughs> not off, mate. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, oh, man. I was with my daughter, and she was kicking A. We were loving it. Well, if my and, kids uh, kicked A, they'd be getting a, they'd be in, getting short shrift. <laughs> I tell you, Fallout Boy, they were good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the point being, yes. Oh, there's a point. Okay, that. right. Yes, here we go. <laughs> By the way, we've have <laughs> we know, spoken in the nicest possible way. Have we spoken we before, Michael? What? When? Where? To you? No. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Um, nice to meet you. I mean, no. what I'm trying to say is, I'm enjoying this call, and I hope we get to speak again. Oh, God, you're going to cut me off now, is that it? No, I said, I'm saying you're not like Keith we had the other day, who, because I didn't like the sound of a TV show he was describing, had a hissy fit. He, oh, he, he didn't take the ball away, he stabbed a knife in it. I'm saying, oh, Michael, that you're a good sport. I'm enjoying Thank the banter, you. classic banter, and I think yeah, we'd be mate. friends in real life. Oh. I think you're right. That's yeah, right. I think you're right. And we don't have to, you know, absolutely. I'm sure I've got to be careful who I say that to, though, because I've got one bloke won't stop emailing me. 
the only thing I know about you uh, previously, and I mean this sincerely, I really don't know much about all this yeah. talking radio thing, me jiggy. I thought it's really good though to to speak to somebody like you, someone famous who is who's wonderfully uh, a star. Yeah. <laughs> no, like you're the bloke in the pub. Who's slightly, well, he would be in know, the pub. Oh, a bloke in the pub who's um, just eyeing up the the optics. Yes. Did we get to the point of your call? No. Nope. Get to the point! What about the poem? Right. Yeah. What do you want? A poem? Yeah, what, go on. What, my poem? Yeah, sure. A minute? I, yeah, go on. I bet it's rubbish. <coughs> I bet it ain't. All right. All right, I'll tell you what. Off the top of my head. I'm not reading this. Okay, it's called Soul and Box. Okay. It's Boot on the News. It's an obsession to retreat from the daily wars. Just stop there. Stop there. Stop. Because now you're doing. Okay. Um, now but, you're doing a poem voice. Okay. This is something from the wars. Do you want a more matey voice. It's an obsession. More... It dropped from the wars. This oh, is yeah. my poem. I'm doing my poem voice. Well, because otherwise you just think he was talking. Right. So, so just yeah, what you got to do is you got to say yeah. this is. Uh, I'm not singing. Give me a give me a break. Uh, I ain't singing it to you. So you got to go. This is the the troubled bird by Michael in Hammersmith. And uh, please sit back and relax. And then just go into it. Well, the funny thing was, I just briefly say that the other one was is this the poem? Oh, for God's sake! Put the brakes on for a second. Okay. Look, I'll, I'll just read. I'll just say the poem. Just do it. All right. Well, you keep interrupting me, for God's sake. Flipping heck, man. There's people listening. Give there's, not, there's not any more. <laughs> oh, all right. Just between you and me. Yes, okay? do it. Okay. And and the lady's there, right? I'm no lady. Okay. Crack on, will you? All right. Blue collar news. Is this an obsession? To retreat from the daily wars where there's metal men in steamrollers who are driving through their laws. We hit the ground. Oh, Absolutely. I'm clapping because it's over. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> Shocking behaviour. And I don't get poetry. It doesn't offer me solace. It doesn't offer me comfort. It doesn't, offer, it doesn't lift my soul in the way that music does or movies do or video games do. Here we go. Video games are better than poetry. Discuss. Video games is greater than poetry. Discuss. What? It's obvious. Video games are more creative. They're more uplifting. They're more spiritual. They're more artistic. They're more um, stimulating. They're more arousing. Um... And, uh, oh, sorry, what did you say? They're more violent. No, they're not. You go and read uh, Siegfried Sassoon and Clive Owen's poems from World War One. Those are violent. Those are bloody disgusting. And I use the word bloody deliberately because I've, I've read their poems and they use that word in there a lot. Those poems are, d- are disgraceful. They, they, are, they should be banned. Those poems, those poems, um, they, were, they were poems about World War One, And those poems inspired, that's right, World War Two. Grand Theft Auto's never inspired a world war. But Siegfried Sassoon has. And here's the thing. He also invented shampoo. Hang you're on a all, second. You're all being sucked in by the poem voice. Yeah. You read anything in the poem voice yeah. over Nimrod yeah. and you will have a tear in your eye. Mm. And it's just the swell of the music and the lull of the voice. The rest of it is generally pony. Michael's on the line. Good evening, Michael. What happened there? Sorry? What happened? Well, you, you did your poem and it was brilliant. You got a round of applause and everyone carried you on their shoulders. Don't you remember? Well, I wasn't listening to the radio. Was I? Because I had it turned off. I don't know. Did you? We listened to the poem and we enjoyed it. You didn't listen to the poem. You cut me off in I, my prime. I did no such thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Phone's very quiet the last couple of nights. I wonder why. I do think the shows haven't been great the last couple of nights. I know you'll disagree. I don't think they've been great the last couple of nights. I got sent feels... an email about the one last night saying how great it was. Yeah, but from who? Someone important? Well... A listener, they're important. Nah, they're not a boss. They're not Rebecca Brooks. That's who I want an email from, is Rebecca Brooks to email and say, man, this stuff is incredible. How do you do it? Come come and meet me and um, we'll, we'll, let's talk numbers. Let's up the numbers. Let's up your pay numbers. I don't care that no one's listening. I want to give you more money. Really, she knows. Um, I just feel like the last couple of days, it's just not... I don't know. It's just not... Had, I'm going to say it this whole week, actually. It felt a bit flat to me. And I'm not saying it's people go, oh, no, you know, the show's great. Oh, I, really love, I really love the show. I think you're doing a really good job. It's the best it's ever been. Get stuffed. Get stuffed. Get, put your tongue away. I'm not going to kiss that. Not after it's been there. Dear God, you disgust. You lot disgust me. But I just feel like there's something... Um, we're obviously not saying the right combinations of words. Otherwise, we'd be getting loads more calls. I wonder whether it is... Having guests at the right at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that always makes it a little bit harder. But my experience has shown me that we would have, we should have picked up calls with, by the second hour. Um, that's so. So I, I, it always makes it a little bit diff, difficulter, <laughs> if that's a word. It's not. But um, no, I just feel like I don't. I just, I just, I just not. I'm not firing on all cylinders, man. I just don't know why. Anyone's got any suggestions on how we can make the show good? Um, yeah, sure, why not? Um, then 0344 499 1000. Cue annoying calls. No, we won't, get, we won't get any calls. We won't get any calls on the back of that, because even as I'm saying, I'm thinking, that's not the right combination of words. No, it's not. It's not the right combination of words. Let's try this. George, what's the right combination of words to get callers on? George, what's the right combination of words to get callers on? Um, talking about poetry, I suppose. Oh, well, maybe that's it. Poetry doesn't get people horny. Well, We're told it does, but trust me, it don't. That's why Morrissey's a virgin. And I, I still can't work out what, what, why you're so reluctant to play my poem. And uh... <laughs> well, I am. Have, have you listened to it? No, I've, no I've been busy. I was busy today. I thought we played it before. No, you never played it. Okay, well, we played a lot of your stuff before. Yeah, but this, yeah. this, this is. I, I'm okay. I, I write in rhymes, and I, I would just like to. The more determined, the more the, the angrier you get with me not I'm, playing it. I'm not it. getting angry. I'm, get per, angry. I'm perplexed. The more perplexed you get, the less chance there is of me playing it. Because then, it, then it becomes a thing. Now it's become a thing become a battle of wills we've locked horns our horns are locked would Dotton play it for you um i doubt it would would Dotton play any of your music um he has done on on uh, my my music no okay and have we um you did you did play something there once, we go. i think a couple of times few, well, more, whoa more than once rg more than once, RG. So we're better. We treat you better than Dotton had a bio. That's what um, you're saying. And That's, still, you complain. Still, you complain. No, I'm just wondering why you were so reluctant to play Ian Dury reciting 
a poem that uh, appeared on on a CD that everyone involved in the Irish... Because it, it'll be rubbish. It'll be like Nigel singing Carrick Fergus. No, it's not, it's, it's really not rubbish. It, it, it's... Uh, right, what? all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play it, George. Oh, lovely. No, li- no, 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 no. This show is nothing if it's not a democracy, and it's not a democracy. We'll play it, and while it's playing, people will call up, and their calls will come straight to air. 0345... Now, what's the number? 0344-499-1000. If we get three people saying it's brilliant, it stays on. If we get three people saying it's pony, it gets booted off. Okay. And you're not allowed to moan about the result. Of course not. But you will. Of course not. No, I won't. Oh. Right, what have I got to type in? I- Ian Dury, Rainbowland. OK, 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We are going to play uh, this, Ian Dury, Rainbowland. Three votes say it's brilliant, it stays. Three votes say it's pony, it goes. 03444991000. Here we go. A door is being opened that nobody on earth can shut. That door leads... Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, my God, this is awful. Get it off, it's pony. There we go, that's one vote for saying pony, George. No use for silly money. No politicians, no... Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Line two, you're on the wireless. Pony. Pony, okay, that's three votes. Two votes. G, is this good or pony? This is an amazing bugger shine. Okay, well there we go, George. That was that was it. Your three votes. We got Okay. We, we got forty three seconds. Okay. You happy with that? No. No, it's 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 it's, uh, it's a lovely poem. Okay, it's, but that we agreed that that would be we agreed that that would be the deal. Yeah, but I say you you hardly gave people a chance to listen. Oh, to, hang on a minute. To to, to, to to what was being said, you could have given listen it. Listen to first. you, you Ramona. No, no. We had we had the referendum, and the vote went in favour of. Um, Exiting that poem, I can't argue with that. You can't argue but with I'm that. saying you never gave it a chance. That was uh, the, well. They called in very quickly, didn't they? That's their fault. Well, they called in to say it was it was what what they said it was, but before they'd heard any well, any of it. Uh, well, that's Britain. Yeah, that's Britain. All right, <laughs> man. What are you doing tomorrow? Um. I've got no idea. Okay, well, go, you, you, go, you go and see what you're doing tomorrow, and I hope you have a great day, George. I appreciate the call, as always. 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. It was fairly done. Absolutely fairly done. People have spoken. The people have spoken. And that's what they got to say. That's what they're saying, man. The people have spoken. Um, a wife who pranked her husband that she had won £250,000 on the lottery. So she said to him, oh, all right, we've won a quarter of a million pounds. Have we? Let's go and buy a new car. I'm only joking, you bastard. (laughs) Scooped a £1 million win three weeks later. Whoa! 
No, you haven't. Yeah, we won a million. Get stuffed. I'm divorcing you. No, 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 we've won. I'm divorcing you. I hate you. I'm running off with your sister Claire. All right, then off you go. You've been seeing her for a while. Yeah, I've been seeing her for a while. Off you go, then. Bye. Divorce comes through. He's got a million pounds. Goes and buys a castle and um, shacks up with Elton John and his wife, Renata. Self-employed carpenter Daniel Pert, Ooh. 27, did not believe Charlotte, 28, when she called him at work to tell him of the win, and he passed the phone on to his brother. That's suspicious. He didn't believe his wife? Oh, maybe she's a bullshitter. Well, she said... Have you not listened to the story? I know, but maybe she's got form. Yes, she has got form. She said three weeks before they'd won quarter... No, I mean, from before that. No. Like, she's always doing well, of course it. She's just she... a liar. Well, of course she's not gonna... he's not going to believe her, because three weeks before, she'd, done... she'd said we've won a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah. And he bought a car. Yeah. don't know if that bit's true. She matched five numbers on Euro Millions Hot Picks, or as I like to call it, the idiot tax, in the draw on August the 28th. I don't believe her at all because we like to wind each other up, said Mr Pert. Here we go. He said it was only when she sent him a screenshot of the winning message he realised it was true and was stunned. Oh, I hope this is a still a joke. Do you know what? We'll take that. I hope this is... Uh, we're gonna, this, we're, I just listening to George and Tara, Tara and George, has made me think, OK, we can, we can do something. Um, I hope this is all still an elaborate joke and she's bought, like, a big, giant cheque, it, but it's all fake. Mm. Admin worker Mrs Pert added... He didn't believe me. Actually, he said, I can't talk to you right now, love, and put his brother on the phone. It was definitely crazy and not a normal day. She added, the couple who have three children together and own a three-bedroom home in Whittlesey near Peterborough are now planning to buy a larger house. Um, Mrs Pert used the last one. But I... Well, good for them. It's good for them. It's I'd like a million pounds, but, but I, not enough to do the lottery. The lottery is a, is a con. Right? It's a con. It's an idiot tax, unless they're advertising with us, in which case you go out and buy as many of those tickets as you can. Dion, would you do the lottery? Jesus. Hello, Dion. Yeah, me and mate. Yeah, OK. Well, um, just, just when you didn't say anything, it made me think you weren't. Do you do the well, lottery? I didn't know you put me straight through. Yeah, well, I said your name. Did you do, uh, do, you do the lottery? I don't gamble at all. Oh, the lottery's not no, really no, gambling, no, is it? It's... it's not gambling. No, I know that. I know what you mean. Well, it's, it's not because gambling is like horse racing or roulette. Lottery's just buying a ticket. Lottery's like going to a, a, a theatre show or a movie, but not actually seeing the movie. I know what you mean. Yeah, my shop next door does all the yeah. You know the little tickets. Yeah. You know the ones where you have a scratch card. So. Yeah, they're just a bit scratch of tickets. They're just a bit of fun for the kids. I'm going to kids. I used to love a good scratchy when I was a kid. I used to <laughs> love a scratchy. It really is just an absolute joy. Sorry about last night. I know I phoned up, but did you? I got I got sidetracked. Someone came round. Oh yeah, you put you put the, you hung up. You bottled it. No, I didn't hang up. You bottled I got a better it. Better offer. And the dealer came round. <laughs> no, not. No. What's her name, Dion? Her name. Yeah. No. Um, lady of the night. It was. It was a lady who lived with me for three years. Your lover. Is your lover? She stayed last weekend. Yeah. And, and mate, uh, you made love. No, I didn't. I thought I'd be a gentleman and not do it. Oh, what? Hang on a minute. Gentlemen make love. Um, uh, bounders uh, do it. Bounders do it, and um, cowards don't do it. 
Well, we just slept together and... So you made love? No, we didn't. You spent the night in bed with a woman and you didn't put anything inside her? Or she didn't put anything inside you? No. What is this madness? Who was the big spoon, Dion? Pardon? Who was the big spoon? Yeah, well, she's coming around to stay this week. Okay, Okay. there we go. That's good. uh, Make love to her. Tell her... Probably will, yeah. Yeah, good. With consent, of course. Of course. Um... Well, yes, I mean... Always get I'm written not, consent. I'm not going to do it in writing. Oh, you, no, you should do. I love you, please. I'll tell you, how <laughs> I, I tell you how I do it, Dion, and it's a little bit of fun, and now I'm um, uh, single, it's a little bit of fun that yeah. wider part of the population might get ready. Um, I joke and say, um, are we, uh, where's the night is progressing on an early date? I'll say, look, let's get this out of the way now. I'm a modern man. I really support you and your sisters in the Me Too thing. So look, I, I think we need to agree. I just want to get your consent um, that I can I can hold your hand, right? And she oh, goes, "Oh, that's so sweet. Of course you can." I say, "Look, just because I've been on the telly and stuff, this is going to sound funny, but I really need written consent that I can hold your hand. Would you mind?" And they go, "Oh, that's so weird, but do you know what? That's fine." And I say, "And here's the thing: I've written the contract on my dick." Oh! And I get my willy out, and it's a legally binding contract on there. And they've got to sign it with a sharpie that they hold up their bum. No, that's good. I must admit. I'm appalled. I'm not high-fiving that. You're disgusting. There we go. You're an affront to all women. Uh, uh, And on the back, if they want. But I thought I worked out the punchline halfway through that story, and I made my... It's a good gag. It's a good gag, that. I'll tell you something. I, I love a song. I don't... Do you, you know the band Squeeze? Yeah, ignore, I love the band Squeeze. ignoring that. I do, episode. one of my favourites. He didn't get it. We've had, Glenn Tilbrook, we've had Glenn Tilbrook and Chris Difford on the show. Chris Difford sat where Catherine is sat now, holding an, a, a guitar. But I, I love... Anyway. The, <laughs> Back to me. Lyrics that are cool for cats. Cool. Was where he goes out to a disco. Yeah. And he takes the dog. He spend a little much money, and I get a little rash, and all I get for all of that's a nasty little no, no, rash. No, it's on. The other one after that. Okay, sing it. So I put a disc on, and I think I've got a pulse. Yeah, it's, it's, in, the, it's in the telly. Isn't it? And but he he takes her home, and then he says he gives the dog a bone. He said, oh, "I'm inviting him a coffee, and I'll give the dog a bone." Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's um, misogynistic oh, well, filth. Chris Difford is a genius. Chris Difford is a genius. Yeah, they're absolutely brilliant. He's a poet, but he, well, puts yeah, them, he turns cool. them into songs and makes them good. Because if they were poetry, they'd be rubbish. Well, you can relate to it. Yeah, it's the he's like Jules Oliver's keyboard player, wasn't he? He was for a little bit, then he bailed out for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Only for a bit, then he bailed yeah, out. He went, a bit, went a bit weird. He went a bit greasy in the hair department. Yeah, yeah. Slick but... back. Oh, one thing I was going to say. Yeah, That's I got right. that. Remember I was telling you a couple of weeks ago I ordered a samba and subwoofer. A, sa- a, a samba? You ordered a samba Sand dance? Bar. Oh, a sandbar, yes. A sand, a bar of sand, yes. Yeah, for my TV. A bar of sand for your TV? Come on, mate. Hmm? Drum me a same bar and a subwoofer. A sandbar and a subwoofer, yes. Sandbar and, a subwoofer. and I said it was £64. Yeah. Said, That's too cheap. Tell you something, mate. It's 150 watts of... Absolutely beautiful sound. Well, let's hear it because because a sixty-four pound sound bar is going to be rubbish. It's not. It I, is. It's not, mate. Take it, my word. It, it, it is, buddy. Okay. Okay. 
Go and tell go and tell Dotton about it, and I bet Dotton will tell you it's rubbish. I don't really listen to him. I don't like sanctimonious gits. Okay. Well, are you talking about his callers? Because you can't be talking about him. Well. Yes, him. Okay, thanks for your call, Outrageous. Deal. Outrageous. His callers are um, absolute a-holes, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's a guy. Don't listen to that, 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 this station, one o'clock, when we finish, Paul Ross comes in and goes all around the world. You, you can travel all around the world without even leaving your bed. Paul Ross. <laughs> Paul Ross. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, <laughs> one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, my hero, my absolute hero, and when my kids um, talk about inspirations, I always point them in the direction of this guy, Elon Musk. Oh, God. Guy's a legend. He's an innovator. He's rich. He's so rich. He can libel people and call them sexual uh, child rapists because um, even if they sue him, he don't care. Um, British diver to sue tycoon, tycoon Musk for calling him a child rapist. A British diver who helped in the rescue of the trapped boys from a Thai cave is to sue Elon Musk for branding him a child rapist. Vernon Unsworth said he was preparing to start legal action against the Tesla billionaire immediately. The 63-year-old is considering using Thai courts because they could hand Mr. Musk a jail sentence. Oh, Donald, where's your truces? You pervert. He's also mulling defamation proceedings in London and the US where the tycoon is based. The diver from St. Albans in Hertfordshire... There's a joke there, isn't there? He's a Musk diver. Oh, come on, man. No? You're not behind that? We just got over the flipping Sharpie incident. The, I didn't say it was a Sharpie. The, I did, actually. The diver from St Albans in Hertfordshire described Mr Musk's allegations that he had a child bride and had moved to an area notorious for child sex trafficking as 100% untrue. I've been told to be very careful because this guy may do anything to make my life difficult, he said. Mr Musk had accused Mr Unsworth of being a pedo during the rescue of 12 schoolboys from the Tam Luang Nang Non cave complex. That's actually what it's called. I, won't, I wasn't just making it up. You thought I was being racist. Tam Luang Nang Nong. That's what it's called. I'm, I'm pronouncing it. Earlier this week, he renewed his baseless attack by telling a reporter to, dis, to stop defending child rapists and claimed Mr... I mean, I'm, I've got a chuckle in my voice because it's so insane and so arrogant and so... And it is rich boy bullying... A hero! Mm-hmm. Jealousy! Because he's not worried about money, but it'd be delicious if he got banged up for it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, he moved to Thailand for a child bride who was about 12 years old at the time. Mr. Unsworth girl, Mr. Unsworth's girlfriend, <clears throat> Waranan Ratrawipfukun, 12, f- uh, sorry, 40, yesterday said she was no child bride. She met him seven years ago when she would have been at least 32. She runs a nail salon and lives with Mr Unsworth in the countryside at Chiang Rai, near the scene of the cave rescue. She told the Times, The news about him being married to a 12-year-old child is laughable. As of now, everything will proceed according to the law. I really do hope they, they sue him. Mm. I really hope they, 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 they spank his ass. Because this is... Uh, 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 it's, just, it's just incredible. 
And you kind of think after he did it, all right, he, you know, he's not... He's it, was, used, it was revenge, wasn't yeah, it? He's used to getting his own way, and he was he, he felt humiliated in a public arena, and this Mr Unsworth, you know, laughed in an interview about that. All right, fine, OK, you said it in anger, you retracted it, you apologised. But then to come back with it... And also, to apparently fabricate a whole story that's clearly disprovable is nuts. Mr Unsworth, 0344 499 1000. Mr Unsworth was the first foreign rescuer on the scene of the cave drama. He had an intimate knowledge of the tunnel system in which the 12 schoolboys and their coach were trapped. But he incurred Mr Musk's wrath when he said a mini-submarine proposed by the tycoon to help in the rescue had absolutely no chance of working, describing the offer as a publicity stunt. Mr Musk provided no evidence for his initial jibe and later deleted the posts and apologised. However, he has continued the attack in astonishing emails to a BuzzFeed reporter. In the emails, which Mr Musk, 47, claimed were off the record, he said Mr Unsworth was an old, single, white guy from England who's been travelling to or living in Thailand for 30 to 40 years mostly Pattaya Beach, until moving to Chiang Rai for a child bride who was about 12 years old at the time. Where has he got this information from? He suggested Pattaya and Chiang Rai were hotspots of the child sex industry, industry and added, I effing hope he sues me. Mr Unsworth said he'd never visited Pattaya or any other areas of Thailand with similar reputations for depravity. What Mr Musk is saying is any foreigner living in Thailand is a pedo guy. He added, I've never been to places like Phuket. I've never been to Pattaya. Never been to any of the islands. Mr Unsworth, a financial broker, splits his time between the UK and Thailand. He's being represented by US-based defamation lawyer Lucian Wood. Um, Musk can tweet his vindictive and vicious lie a hundred times and it will still be a lie, said Mr Wood. Paedophilia is too serious an issue to leave unchallenged. And it's kind of that thing now of Trump and of Prison Planet and of Twitter and of um, Alex Jones and of Twitter and of Twitter, where you can say anything now. You can say anything and uh, people will buy into it. I bet, and I've not looked, there will be people on Twitter going, well, he probably is a pedo. I bet, you know, Elon Musk is probably, he wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. And he does spend a lot of time in Thailand and we all know what goes. There'll be people who back this up and think this is, this is credible. Um, but it is this whole culture of you can say whatever you want from the other side of the world about who, or, 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 or next to them, about whomever you want or, or whatever. You, you can say anything. You can say anything. And there is very little consequence. There's a few people been put inside for short terms, short time for, you know, racial stuff or threatening to rape, you know, someone or kill someone. There's a little bit of that, but not much. But also, this this guy, what's this guy going to get? He's going to get a, a fine, what, $50,000, $100,000? Probably won't be that much. Um, and he's a billionaire. That's it's loose change for him. It's loose change. People need to um, people need to think more about what they say. It's also that man-baby reaction of, you've um, made fun of me, and so I'm going to get my revenge by yeah. going for you. Yeah. Like that, it's incredible. It's a strange old world that we live in. I really do think that we'd all be better off without Twitter. I've been having so much fun on Twitter. Can I give you a clue? Right, um, it, it, I, I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the um, the legend to work out the map. Right, every time I write about mental health on Twitter, it's 100 percent genuine. 
Everything else is bollocks. I've, there we go. It's out there. It's out there. Right? It's out there. There's the legend. Okay? And I'm not saying that again. Okay? That's yours. Deal with that as you see fit. Okay? Deal with that as you see fit. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 is the telephone number. Although you guys don't want to call in. That's fine, man. That's fine. We'll just sit here and um, we'll just sit here and do whatever, man. Um, a bike created on a hill, hillside to celebrate the tour of Britain has been turned by jokers into a giant willy. How have they done this? Ah, Okay, so it looks like it's cut into the uh, the grass, but it's not. The artwork, made of cardboard and reclaimed plastic, was commissioned by a local green group. But hours after racers passed by, residents saw the saucy, alter- saucy alterations to the design on the side of Capstan Hill in Ilfracombe, North Devon. Um, project coordinator... Seth Conway said, some people obviously thought it would be fun to rearrange the spokes and the wheels. And it is a lot of fun. I mean, they've done a great job. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> that, is, that is good. It's a giant phallus with um, testicles. Because I, I thought that was like a, one of those chalk um, things cut into the ground. If they just put it there with plastic, then they deserve to have it vandalised, don't they? Too easy. They made it too easy. Oh, here's the thing we did yesterday. Look, Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle brand, Goop. That's a terrible name. That's a, that's a lousy name. Will refund buyers of its vaginal eggs mm. to set... How long have these vaginal eggs been out for? And are they clean? <laughs> oh, God. No, how long have they been out for? I remember them talking about it last year, I think. That was after she talked about steaming it. But these but so. these have been out for... A, but, but not just her vaginal eggs. Oh, forever. Forever? Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle brand Goop will refund buyers of its vaginal eggs to settle a lawsuit over their unproven health benefits. It's the second time the US Star's website has been in hot water after allegedly touting a DIY... Do you know what the, the other thing was? Can you guess? I'll start this, right? I'm going to give you the first two words. There are two more words. Second time the star's website has been in hot water after allegedly touting a DIY coffee. Two more words. Coffee? DIY coffee. Enema. Yeah, it was. How did you know that? Because she's obsessed with flushing out bits that she... If you're going to flush out your bum, don't do it with brown stuff. How will you know if it's been effective? I thought a coffee enema was just an espresso. No. Taken the usual way. (laughs) DIY coffee enema Why kit. she always mess... This, right, this suggests to me she no. needs to get a proper hobby and someone needs to buy her some books. She's forever was messing she about one, with her holes. Was she the one married to um, Coldplay? Yes. Well, that explains it. She must have been bored out of a tiny little mind. Goop is still selling the egg-shaped stones, which boast of boosting sexual, sexual energy. God. But a Californian district attorney task force insists the claims are not backed by competent and reliable scientific evidence. Goop has agreed to pay £112,000 in penalties and offer refunds. Paltrow, 45, 
first plugged the eggs in her... Oh, sorry, on her website <laughs> in early 2017. She claimed the £51 Jade Stone improved orgasms, ah, vaginal tone, and feminine energy. Well, that's nothing. What is What's feminine that? energy? Sass. It increases your sass by a factor of ten. The Oscar-winning Iron Man star, ah, that's where I've seen her, urged women to clench one in their vagina <laughs> all day to work the pelvic floor. I wonder if you, to, if you have to lay it when you're finished. No. The jade and 42 pounds rose quartz were also said to balance hormones, regulate periods and improve bladder control. Here we go. But doctors warned the eggs could lead to bacterial vaginosis. God. Tell me about it. Isn't vaginosis an Oasis tribute band? And deadly toxic shock syndrome. Goop's 17 pounds inner judge flower essence claims to help prevent depression were also blasted. Orange County District Attorney Tony Rakalkas said it's important to hold companies accountable for unsubstantiated claims. Goop has not admitted wrongdoing but said it wanted to settle quickly and amicably. But she's like, I mean, does she own this company or is she like just like the face? She's not the one making the scientific claims, is she? Is she? Because I don't think she's a science. She's very, very good as Polly Pepper or whatever it is in the Iron Man movies. But she's not a scientific scientist. She's not a scientist. No, it says on here that the, um, if you look it up on Google, it says that you get cutting-edge wellness advice from doctors, vetted travel recommendations, and a curated shop of clean beauty, fashion, and home. So who is she hired to, to spin this bullshine? Mm, Gwyneth Paltrow, you got some really tough questions you got to answer. You can't hide from me for this the whole time. You can't escape me. I'm going to get you on the late night alternative, and you're going to answer those questions. You're going to be made to answer those questions, and then I'm going to invite you into my um, consensual sexual uh, uh, contract agreement negotiations. I got something for you to sign, baby. You're going to consciously couple. Gwyneth Paltrow, you're going to be on this show. We are, we are going to hunt you down, and we're going to qu- ask you the questions about your vagina eggs. And you're going to answer those questions. You think you can hide. You can't hide. You can never hide. You can hide, but we'll find you. We'll track you down. Because what you don't know is your, the, your vagina eggs, I got my hands on them. And I put a little six-inch transmitter in, in, on the side of one. So when you inserted that in you, you set off a whole chain of events that you're never going to be able to escape from. There's now a six-inch transmitter in your vagina to attach to your vagina eggs. Stop. And we're tracking you. Can you stop saying vagina? Please? Oh, okay, but i just got to say it one more time. Uh, uh, your vagina oh, is going to grass on you. And your ass is going to... Uh, your vagina is going to grass stop. on you. And your ass is going to pass on you. Gwyneth Paltrow, you're going to be you're gonna be dead meat. All because of your vagina. Telling us where... Your, vagina, your vagina... Stop is, saying vagina! Your vagina is tattle-tating. Tittle-tattling. Your vagina is tittle-tattling. I think that's the nickname you gave it. Your vagina, Gwyneth, is telling stories on you. And we're listening to those stories. We're listening close. We're, we're within uh, breathing distance. Oh, God, please. Coming up on the show after midnight, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> With me, Matthew Wright. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matthew Wright. We're joined today by Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> I like Hawkwind. So, Gwyneth, Paltrow's vagina, what's it like having an egg shoved up you? 
Well, I don't want to know. Well, I'll make it off me, you know. That's Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Matthew Wright. Matthew Wright. Oh, I want to rip a baby's head off. What? A brick couple romp in an alley next to a passerby in the historic Croatian resort of Split. Oh, God. The lust crazed pair were filmed by angry locals. They were so horrified they filmed it. Woken by their noisy antics. That is that is sexy, sexy pictures. These are sexy pictures. There's a lady. It looks like she's wearing tight shorts and a little boob tube up against the wall. A guy's kissing her and he's pulling her shots down and he's he's rubbing Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> then he's giving it. Then they're having sex on the floor. Oh blimey! And then there's um, a picture of a man walking past them, and they've put speech bubbles in, the, the son have. So there's a couple on the floor doing it, man walks past. Man walks past going, this is a really tight alleyway. <laughs> couple says, you can say that again. That's what they've done. Gosh, high fives all around. That's what they've done. High fives Low all fives around. for these two. <laughs> Low one. First, the woman, her bottoms round her ankles. Well, that's a bit rude. She looks very pert is seen passionately kissing her lover. He then lifts her against a wall before they roll on the floor, carrying on regardless in front of the male pedestrian, who looks a bit like Dermot (laughs) O'Leary. He does. One resident fumed. Croatia. I'm from Croatia. I'm from Croatia. What does Croatian speaker like? Is it speaker like this? The British girl was mourning. We saw a lot in the entire neighborhood. I needed to explain to my kids why this woman was so loud and told them she was not feeling well. They had sex against the wall and on the ground, relaxed like they were in bed at home. I'm going to say it. I I was jealous of her. (laughs) I don't believe in this person. I think it's just the newsroom writing it. Another local said, Have they no shame? It may be okay to fornicate in public in United Kingdom, but it is unacceptable here. <laughs> this is not the first time that young British tourists have had sex in the street, not caring who is passing by. Residents leaned out of windows to picture the steamy session in the ancient Varos district. One group of lads even hid behind a nearby wall and filmed the romp. Despite the disturbances, local, locals did not call the police. Do you know the Randy couple? Call the Sun on 0207-782-4104. Email us at hornyrandycouple at thesun.co.uk or WhatsApp us. WhatsApp <laughs> the Sun. Gosh. All those people horrified. Not one person called the police. Everyone filmed. Yeah, man alive. Horny times. Uh, we've got a couple of calls. Uh, good evening, Nick. Oh, hi. Yeah, I just want to put Gwyneth Paltrow's eggs to one side for one moment and say how wonderful it is about India, the news today, that that gay rights have been decriminalised. I don't know whether anyone's mentioned it tonight. I mean, just Um, tuned in. It is is exciting. I was trying to think of a joke. I couldn't think one. Best I could think of was India Willoughby from uh, uh, Big Brother. Then I was thinking of when people phone in and say India, but I couldn't. So, yes, it is good news. There there wasn't a referendum. You couldn't have a referendum in India. That's too big. Did the government just, just like, decide it then? 
Well, it used to be underground. I mean, I I, I had a thing like, about five six years ago with a guy from India, oh. and he uh, he yeah. While he was over here, we sort of saw each other, and then he went back to India to get married because it, it's very confusing. But it, it was all yeah. on underground. But yeah. now. They've, 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 it's been decriminalised. I, I, I just think it's wonderful news. Well, it is wonderful well, news. It's so great. Well. It's brilliant. And we should celebrate it. And you're well done, uh, Nick, for um, uh, pointing it out. It's superb news. And um, uh, um, let's yeah, hope that Pakistan back up their back up their ideas now. Oh well, that, there's a, there's a different story. Yeah, well, there's a completely different story. You can you can get flogged yeah. for being gay in uh, well, Pakistan. You can get I think. stoned to death yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Cra- it's crazy, isn't it? That uh, all it is is love. Uh, all, it's, it's all it true. is, and 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 you know, it's, it was still illegal. Hey, listen, nice one, Nick. Thanks for sharing that. You're absolutely right. We should be celebrating that. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Good night, night now. No, good, good night now. What a polite young gentleman. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us uh, a call, you'd be very welcome to. We've got a couple of calls on the switchboard. We will come to you straight after the news, um, if you want. Um, what have we talked about? We've talked about India. Um, we've talked about uh, Jeff Goldblum, Dolores O'Riordan, poetry. Jeff and Tara. Jeff and Tara. No, not Jeff and Tara. Tara and Jeff. George. George. Tara and George. And we've talked about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina and it's, indeed, it's eggs. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. alternative weeknights from 10 you can listen to talk radio on DAB download the app or go to talkradio.co.uk I'm Ian Lee Catherine Boyle is here Sam is answering your calls 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call you can give us a call about anything you want We've talked about poetry and how it's all written by chances. Uh, Liz Fraser has died. Jeff Goldblum was in London. Uh, and all kinds of nonsense. But you can call him about anything. I mean. uh, I've been inspired by listening to the brilliant George and Tara. That Tara we, and George. Tara and George. I always get it the wrong way around. Uh, which is a great thing. We t- we talked about that in the first hour of the show, and I I just think maybe maybe I can I can maybe I can do things a little bit differently with some callers, and recalibrate and hit the reset button on some callers that have called in in the past that have um that, that have issues. And um, maybe I'm going to try a slightly different way of handling some of those callers, including some people that I've said I don't want to talk to anymore. Okay, so this could be a disaster, or it might not be. So the regular listeners will know that we banned Alistair from calling in a while ago because he called me an effing C, and because he's an alcoholic, 
and he calls in and sometimes he's fun and sometimes he's an ass. Sometimes he's aggressive and sometimes he's charming, you know. And the effing C was the was the final thing. Um, uh, and he's been banned for what, a couple of months, something like that, something like that. Are you talking or not talking? I'm waiting. Okay, well, just you know, I've asked your question, so a little bit of a few months, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but he keeps calling in, so I've kind of thought, well, let's see. Let's see where this goes. Let's 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 show some compassion, is what I'm saying. So, Alistair. Hello. Hello, Alistair. How are you? Um, uh, um, excellent. How are you? Um, well, um, unfortunately, yeah, I'm still drinking. But what I want to say, yeah, is I apologise. Okay. To you and Catherine and the listeners about what I said, oh, I am okay. Well, listen, so that's sorry. Like, okay, that's fine. Uh, uh, I suspect it's going to happen again at some point. And calling us effing C's when we have shown um, incredible uh, amounts of time with you is is unacceptable. I also noticed that a few weeks yeah. ago you were um, uh, tweeting someone quite unpleasant stuff about me. Someone who who'd been quite uh, uh, aggressive. I'm not going to mention his name. But someone who'd been quite nasty about me online, you were kind of tweeting him stuff as well about me. So that's fine. If that's what you want to do, I'm not going to tell you what to tweet. I'm not going to tell you what to say. I'm going to keep you blocked on Twitter. But um, yeah. I am going to let you call up from time to time. You call up, you know, and I'm going to let you on the air from time to time. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Okay, man. All right. So what have you called in for? Um, well, um, just because, um, you know, I've still got issues, um, as you've said, and I'm a bit lost at the moment. Okay, well, what are you doing um, to address those issues? Well, that's the thing. Um, You're not doing anything? No, I'm not. Cause, okay, um, well, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want me to do about it? Well, nothing. I mean, okay. I don't want you to do anything about okay, it. Okay, so but... why have you phoned up to tell me about it? Because I've told you, I've no, told I mean, you my story. I've told you my story. I told you what worked for me. I've made suggestions, and you have chosen not to act on any of that. And that's your prerogative. We'll never tell you what to do. But I've told you what works for me. You've chosen not to uh, 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 follow that way. So I don't, I don't know what else I can, what else I can say. I'm not going to sit here and um, kind of, you know, dab your forehead with a wet flannel uh, while you do the whole "woe is me, my life is is ruined" kind of thing. Because that's that that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't help you, and I, that's not the role I choose in life. Okay, I understand. Yeah, it's up to you to do something. Uh, it's up to you to do something. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, you know, I am very weak and. Uh, I have done things in the past which have helped. Okay, you were also um, very, you're also very sexually aggressive to at least one of my female listeners on Twitter as well, and I just want to flag up that I'm aware of that. Um, and uh, 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 you know, we w- when we are intoxicated, we are unable to control our actions. Okay, I get that, but we're still responsible for those actions. Do you know what I mean? 
Yes. Yeah, so can't control them, but they're still our responsibility. Yeah. Can't I mean, control no, the fact that you can't control the fact that you smashed a vase when you were pissed, but it's your job to clear up that vase and possibly replace it. Yes. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Um. So I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I still. I mean, the reason I I listen to your show, um, I've listened to your show every day, and uh, I I love what you and Kath do, um, but I understand that for me personally. Um, I have issues, and uh, I understand if you want to, for me not to call you again. No, no, well, no, hang on a minute. Well, you don't understand that, because we did bang you two months ago, and yet you called in every other night. What I'm saying is you can call in, uh, but I will not let you on every night. I will, uh, if I feel that you're getting aggy with me or that you're um, being drunk or obnoxious, I'll cut you off. If there's any of the effing C again, you'll get cut off. Um, I, 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 and also, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and listen to your tales of woe if you're not prepared to do anything about it. Because I, I, I think that if I just sit here and listen to you going, oh, woe is me and I, my life is shit and I can't stop drinking. Well, that, I, I think in, in some ways I'm enabling you by doing that. I've told you how I got sober and clean, and you've chosen not to do that. That's fine, man. That's fine. Well, I don't know what else I can tell you in terms of your in terms yeah. of you getting sober. I mean, the only thing. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but the only thing. I mean, you must understand it's hard, man. No, I don't. No, it's not hard, is it? What getting getting off off gear and booze is hard. No, you're joking. Is it? Oh, I hadn't realised. I, I didn't realise, Alistair, when I was I, I was I was naked with blood pouring out of my nose and curtains nailed to a window, watching porn on a loop for, for three days in a row. I didn't realise it was it was hard to 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 get clean and sober from that. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm just I'm just very sorry. Well, that's, that's it. That, 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 you can only apologise to me, and you can only apologise to Kath. As far as I'm concerned, that's history, um, and that's just. Oh, I, I can only speak for myself. That's dumb. I want to move on, but I don't want you to phone up and just constantly go, "Oh, my life is terrible. Oh, I'm drunk. Oh, I did this, and I can't stop drinking." Because we've had that, and that got us nowhere. And I'm not interested in that. Yeah, I understand what you. Why saying. don't you? Why don't you go to AA? Um, well, here comes an is, here comes um, an excuse. Sorry, here comes an excuse. No. Okay, so why don't why don't you go I, to AA? Um, I um, like I said, I like them soft drink, and uh, I was in uh, counselling. No, no, no. The question, no, no, no. The question was very specific. Why don't you go to AA? Well, maybe I should. Right, I've been saying that yeah. to you for a year, or however, eight months, or however long you've been calling up. Yeah. But why don't you? Why haven't you been so far? Because I'm... Uh, I mean, the thing is, it's because I'm, I'm a failure. And so you will say now, on this, that's what it is. 
Right. I am a failure okay. in life. Okay. I, I don't, don't want to understand. I, I don't want to hear your, your bullshit. I, I feel sorry for me story. Exactly. That's what you would say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To me. Because I've, I've, I've just told you that. I asked you a question. So that's, what, that's why I don't go to AA. Calm down, Alistair. Exactly. Calm down, otherwise I will cut you off. All right, then. Yeah. So, so that, 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 but that, that answer doesn't make sense. You don't go to AA because you're a failure. What do you think they? What do you think everybody that walks through the door for the first time feels about themselves? That they're a success? You don't go to your first AA or NA or SA or CA or GA or OA meeting feeling that you are a success in life. No, what I'm saying is, um, I don't go to AA because. Um, there's no way that I can better myself. Okay. Okay, fine. If that's what you think. Good luck. Yeah. Um, at the moment, that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, good luck. Good luck, then. Thanks for the call. Cheers, bud. Good night. Bye-bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You all right? I know you have issues with Alistair, and you're reluctant for me to make that... Well, I think move. you're better placed to be able to... Um... Tell him what's what. I mean, I, the problem I have is anything. That's the, the problem I have is I don't want him using this as an alternative to getting help, proper help. Yeah. And I also don't want to hear any more bullshit uh, apologies. I know he's very, very sorry after the fact, but you know, there's only so many times you can repeat the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, exactly. And, and I do care about him. I do want him to get better. I do want him to sort himself out. And I don't think it helps. Um, bringing it to us rather than someone who can actually do something about it. And I'm aware that, you know, he has been vile to, to at least one of our female listeners, and, I, and I'm not going to say who. She's tweeting about it, and, and I, but I'm not going to say your name because it's not my prerogative. And I'm sorry if it makes you feel uncomfortable because he said some vile, vile things. Um, I, 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 you know, personally, all I can do is apologise to you if, if having him on makes you uncomfortable. I totally get why it does. Of course I do. Um, and it was a decision that, that didn't come... Easy. I know he was rude to you, Catherine. Um, and I apologise if it makes you uncomfortable no, having him on. No, I'm not bothered about that. No, I know you're not. I suspected you were not. And I thank you for telling me that you're not. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to allow him to use this as a woe is me hotline. Because I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the solution now, not yeah. the problem. Um, and I've told him what my solution was, and that solution, I, I went to NA and I go to, I go to NA and AA a little bit, but for me it was more drugs than booze. Um, and I go to NA, and I have been seeing a therapist. I've not for a while, but I'll start again when I get some money. Um, and, and NA saved my life and got me clean. And I've been to AA, and I've been to SA, and I've been to CA. I didn't really like CA, Cocaine Anonymous. I've not been to GA, uh, uh, Gamblers Anonymous, or Overeaters Anonymous, but they all do good... And that's what got me clean. I couldn't stop taking drugs until after 16 months of me going to NA meetings and suddenly it was like, oh, right. All I've got to do to stop taking drugs is stop taking drugs. That was it. Once that hits you, oh, right. So hang on a minute. You're telling me 16 months of going to meetings. Hang on. Sorry. You're telling me all I've got to do to stop taking drugs is not take drugs today. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Just today. Yeah, yeah. What about tomorrow? We'll talk about it then. All you've got to do today is not phone up a dealer and not take any drugs. Oh, I can do today. And then the next day you wake up and you phone up your sponsor or go to a meeting and go, so what do I do today? Just do the same. What was that? Don't take drugs today. 
Okay, and then what? Then you've got two days under your belt. Okay. I don't, this God thing. I don't buy this God thing. Forget the God thing. Let's talk about that when you get to 30 days. Well, but don't worry about 30 days. Let's get to three days. And that was it. That was it. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard work, but it's simple um, for me. But it doesn't work for everyone. And I get that. And that's cool. Oh, three, Should we four, give the four. number out? Uh, yeah, go on. Uh, the, uh, well, tell you, we'll do a break, then we'll come yeah. back. We'll give you the NA number uh, uh, and the AA number after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Lane's unhappy. Dude, not sure I'd have approached Alistair in the way you did. Seemed too harsh. Not sure what was gained in lifting that ban. I replied, hey, thanks, Lane. Look forward to hearing how you handle it on your show. Not sure what was gained in lifting that ban. Well, because you've not been thinking about it for a long time like I have. Think about it for quite a while. Don't just make snap decisions like that. I've been thinking about it for quite a long time. So I'm sure I know what was gained in lifting that ban. Might not work. Might not work. But um, you know what? It might do. And I'm actually, I'm not prepared to give up on a soul uh, who's drowning in uh, a bottle of booze. So, thank you, Lane. Thanks for your input. Now, stick it up, your jacksy. Uh, now we've got loads of calls. Should we do the quick numbers? Oh, yeah, go on, guys. Alcoholics Anonymous. Just yep. have a think about it, Alistair, if you're listening. Please have a think about it. Because it's not working at the moment, is it? 0800 9177650. That's 0800 9177650. And Narcotics Anonymous is 0300 999. One two one two. That's oh three hundred nine 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 one two one two. But that's only ten a.m. till midnight. First time uh, NA used to be twenty four hours a day. First time I phoned up NA and I was like, I'm in pieces. And it was it was mainly because I was about to get busted by my girlfriend for being a, a junkie. This is this is why I phoned NA the first time because I thought, hmm, I did all the maths. I thought hmm, I'm going to get busted because she's coming back from a weekend away early and she's going to see the carnage I've created. So I better look like I'm doing something. So I phoned up NA and I spoke to this really nice guy. Uh, who said, well, there's a, where are you? I'm in North London. He said, well, there's a meeting in Chelsea tonight. There's a meeting near you tonight, if you want to go. I said, I don't think I can go on my own. He said, well, there's a meeting in Chelsea tonight that I'm going to. Can you get to Chelsea and I'll, I'll meet you at the station and um, I'll drive you there? I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose so. And this met this stranger and he drove me to a meeting and it was it was, uh, it was was weird. Um, good evening, Ricardo. Oh, hello. Hello, Ricardo. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, mm. Yeah, um... Right. Um, Here we go. Let's do it. I just, I just want to talk about anything, really. Here we go. Talk. Um, yeah, I've I'm here, brother. To your, I've been listening to your show. Ricardo, and, is this um, Ricardo from the Elephant and Castle? I said I live near Kent, okay. near a train station. Okay, Kent train station. Okay, yes, I know it. There's, a, there's a train station there. Kent, Kent train station. Yes, I kissed my first girl there. Did you? Yeah, Kent train station. Kent Central. Did you have green? Did you have uh, lipstick on? I did uh, have lipstick green, on. Yes. With green, what colour was it? It was with green. <laughs> yes, man! You've got the laugh of a lady and I love it oh, so much. Uh, I, 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 my first kiss, my first kiss was when I was 15 and it was on the steps of Slough Bus Station with Kerry and it was <laughs> magical. It was I magical. Believe, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe a word you're saying. Sorry? I think you're, I think you're, I think you're a virgin... What? Virgin flyer. A virgin flyer? Fly- yeah, that, that that flies. Well, hang on a minute. Uh, Even Charles, if I kiss, hang on a minute. Even if I'd kissed a girl, that doesn't mean I've had sexual intercourse. So I could <laughs> still, I could still have kissed a girl and be a virgin. You're yeah, saying I'm a tongue virgin. Oh God! Is that what you're saying? I'm a tongue virgin flyer. 
No, Charles Branson. Charles Mind Branson. You, you notice I don't use. Didn't, I don't didn't, use fa- didn't Charles Can Branson kill all, kill Sharon Tate? No, he's the. Um, is, is it, am I saying it right? Uh, oh no, Richard Manson. Yeah. Richard oh, Manson. Richard Manson. Richard Manson. Richard Manson from Branson. the Virgin Flyer. Yeah, Richard Manson. Yes. Why have you got? Why have you always got this? Um, uh, you know, socialising with women on the mind all the time. Sorry? Why, why do you have... I think he's trying right. to say sex. <laughs> well, you're gonna, you, you, I, I talked about kissing. You talked about sex. You jumped from a snog to intercourse. No, you started it first. You, you said that you kissed a girl. Yeah, and then and you told mean, me that I'd never put my willy inside a lady. <laughs> so you said, I could sue you for that, but I've got no evidence that I have done it. Oh, apart from my children! Uh, mind you, are you a proud person? What do you mean? If you don't mind me asking that. Are you, would, you cons- would you say you're a proud person? No. You're not? I'm, I am not. I am not proud. Well, it's I... about time you start wearing shoes, Des, isn't it? <laughs> in the sixth, uh, anyway, in the um, sixth dimension, then... that is a great joke. Uh, unfortunately, in this dimension, that don't mean nothing. Okay. No, you, you're hearing it from the horse's mouth, as they say. Wow, we're talking. Um, it's a talking horse. All, all, all the things that I say is, is, my, is what comes to my mind. Okay, Mister. Anyway, um, yes. I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got a thing about um, people who don't complain enough, and um, mm-hmm. I think that you know, yeah, this people, go- don't, people don't complain enough. Yeah, because this, like, this call is lousy. Get, this is one of the get, worst calls. Who do I, who writes your material, Ricardo? Because this is one of the worst calls I have ever had the misfortune <laughs> to take on my award-winning radio show. I'm I'm inspired by I'm inspired by the. I would say that. Well, I would just say that I give thanks to the Lord, right? And I don't I don't like to use foul language. Uh, right now. Um, I'm not a man who likes to swear, but I never sag it for the sound of being alone. I am a sick... Get this, right? Hang on, I want to say hello to the lady. Uh, There's a lady? You got a lady in the... the... Mm. That ain't no lady, that's my producer. (laughs) Okay, producer or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just want to say hello. Hello, Ricardo. Um, Oh, hello. Can I say hello to the lady, Um, Ricardo? Yes, you may. Hello, lady. You've been talking to her all, all this... All, but do you all know what? Night. Say I, again. I've never said hello to her in my life. Say. I'm going to do it now. Hello, lady. Up yours. Oh! And you have to say you love her as well. No, that's... Well, hang on a minute. She's not signed the contract on my willy. <laughs> I'm fresh out of pens. Have you, got, have, you got, have you got a tattoo on your body by any chance? Uh, I've got a tattoo or three. Yeah, well, um, are those, those, those ones that rub off? No, I've got real, t- I've got real tattoos. You know, you should get the ones that rub off. Oh, now you he know. tells me. <laughs> I've got the real ones. I have got the signature of David mm. Beckham tattooed on my body. Do uh, you know where? I don't want to know your personal... Do you want to know want where to I've got it? And this is absolutely no, true. Kath has I seen do it. Not want to know. Do, you do, know, want to know. do you know what a taint is? Oh, God, I have not seen that. You, do, what's that? Do you Say know again? what a perineum is? I'm not that educated. Okay, I'm it's not, the not little bit of skin between the bum hole oh, and the balls. I, and I, I have got David Beckham's signature tattooed on there. <laughs> what a night that was, Ricardo! Bullocks and cows are two different things. They they live on the farm. Did you know that? I did not. I do know that because I've got a farm. So you can use, use these nice words like that. Bullocks, you know, when you, wanna, when you feel a bit annoyed, you just say bullocks Or you say rollocks. Rollocks. Shut the front door. 
No, you just say bullocks and cows, they're on the farm. OK, we got it. Why did you call it? Way to complain about the lack of complaints these days. Continue, vous s'il vous plaît, monsieur. Oh, yeah, if you buy a tin of baked beans, yeah. you should ca- always count the baked beans to make sure that the, the, the right amount is in the t- 57. Uh, there should be 57 t- beans in each tin. <laughs> in it. In it. In it. <laughs> say in it. In it. Thank you. Oh, right. I'm going to add that to my collection of weirdos saying in it. <laughs> And uh, you know, I, all right, let me. I change the subject. It's again. a great collection. You know, you know what a respectable room is? The respectable room. Yeah, not, respectable not my bedroom room. on a Friday night. <laughs> God. <laughs> a respectable. It's the prayer room have, at an airport. Have you ever, have you ever been? Into, a mo- it's a multi-faith been... prayer room at an airport. Have where, you ever been where Jews and Muslims and Christians can kneel and bow together in peace, but they're all giving each other dirty glances, thinking, "This is my room. You shouldn't be here." Uh, uh, oh yeah, you know, you know, there's a, you know, you was talking about. Sit here. on the pews, get off the rug. Huh? You was talking about here, here, here. Earlier here. On, here. You know, and I, yeah, and some men they seem to have their heads go bald. Yes, I think it's due. I think it's due to um, when they were younger, they never used to do handstands enough at school. Thanks for your call, Ricardo. Wow. Uh, that was absolutely incredible. It's like talking <laughs> to a bouncy ball. <laughs> Oh, let's go to Joe. Good evening, Joe. Joe, uh, hello, Joe. Turn your radio off. Okay. Um, I just wanted the number for. Um, I've been listening to the show. Yes, sir. I wanted the number for NA. Narcotics Anonymous. Yeah. Have you got a pen and paper? Yeah. O three hundred. Yeah. Nine nine nine. Yeah. One, two, one, two. But it's only open now between 10 and midnight, so it closed half an hour ago. But do you know what? I'd give it a call anyway, because you never know. You might have got... They used to do it... Because I did it a few times. You used to be able to get the phone calls diverted to your phone, because I did it once or twice. Um, So give them a call. I I don't agree with what um, the other guy was saying. I mean, the help there is the one picture, you know what I mean? Joe, just move the phone. Well, move the phone a bit because you're a bit muffled, brother. So, um, I, I didn't agree with what the other guy says, like because I think like the help's there if, if you want it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. How how are you, how are you um, how are you doing? Um, I'm not good. Like I've just finished work and that, like yeah. And um, 41 now, man. I just want to change my life, like because my head's got a proper mess, man. Yeah. So, um, like, I've had, like, cake today, like, even, like, about ten minutes ago, like, sitting in the car. Yeah. And, um... Who's waiting for you at home? Like, well, I'm in my car, like, but obviously my partner don't know about the drug. Well, she kind of does, like, but... She thinks you like to party fun. every now and then, but she doesn't know that maybe you're doing it a little bit more than just at weekends. No. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, you got any kids? Yeah, I've got three, yeah. How old are you? You're three-year-old? No, no, I've got three children. Three kids? How old are your kids, man? Um, 18, no, 19, 18, 14. Ah, oh, man. This, listen, um, NA works. It worked for me. Doesn't work for everyone, but it worked mm. for me. 
and you can also talk to your doctor as well in, in, in confidence. Your GP won't tell the police or anyone. And also, yeah. just so that everyone knows, if you phone up NA, you're not speaking to a doctor or a therapist or a copper or anything. You're speaking to another addict. You're speaking to someone who's got at least one year clean doing what is suggested in NA. And it's yeah. completely secret. You can do. You can withhold your number. You can give them a fake name. It doesn't matter. They don't know who you are. I mean, I haven't been in touch with them for like, but, but I know it works because I I stopped everything myself for like three and a half years. Yeah. But um, went back out again. They didn't think I was like missing out. So how long did you get clean when you were in there before? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. And how long have you been out there again? And what's it like out there? Just come back to the way it was before. Yeah. Well, this is brilliant, man. If you've got three and a half years, you can do it again. You can do it again. Mm. I had a relapse uh, after years. I'm doing it again. You just feel shit there, like, for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what, 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 and, and the drugs ain't... You're not even getting high anymore. No, no. Dude, you've got this one, Joe. You can do this. You know you've done it before. You can do it again. Give him a call. Give, try and give him a call now. Give him a call in the yeah, morning yeah. if you don't speak to someone tonight. Try and get yeah. to a meeting tomorrow. Well, I'm at work tomorrow on an afternoon. So That's all right. All right. Where, where are you? In, don't tell me where. But are you in London? No. Okay. Um, all right. Are you near? Are you in or near like a big town or city? Yeah, the size. All right. The meeting, all right. Uh, well, then. Um, well, see if you can get to a meeting soon. I'd really suggest trying to get to one tomorrow. If you phone in sick, I know it's easier said than done. Or if you go to an early morning one or, a, or one later in the evening. Or they even do meetings online now. You can Skype into meetings or you can log yeah, on to a I, chat room. I, I wanted to phone in, like, just to get a, thing, a perspective on it. Like, really, like, just have a chat room, really, like, but, um... I'm going to do sort of that, like, I just can't live this way anymore, like, uh, You can't, man. You can't. Shit, yeah. You can do this, brother. I know you can. Mm. I really appreciate your call, Joe, and I know a lot of listeners will appreciate it as well. So best of luck. Why don't you give us a call um, tomorrow, if you can, or uh, or tomorrow. It's Friday, isn't it? Flipping heck, the week's flown by. Yeah. Give us a call tomorrow or next week, Joe, if you feel like it, and just let us know how yeah. you're getting on. OK. Well, I've got the number to the show now, anyway. Brilliant, so man. I, have to get a I, I look forward to speaking yeah. to you again. Try and get home and try and get your head down, if you can. OK, right. All right, man. Take care. See you later. Bye. bye. And that's it. Do you know what? That's why it was worth talking to Alistair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's it. You know, people think you've got to be a junkie. You've got to be injecting heroin, stealing old ladies' purses, or, you know, getting fake prescriptions. and stuff. No, it's a fella who can't stop doing coke. And it's not like he's, you know, he's not completely white. He just, he's finished work. He wants to go home to bed and he can't. He's sat in his car doing coke and he can't stop. He wants to go home and go to bed with his missus. And he can't. He's powerless. That's addiction. You got this one, Joe. You got this one. I know it. Let's go to... Uh, everyone's calling in now. You were right, Catherine Boyle. As ever. Uh, well, oh, uh, no. Let's go to Oliver. Good evening, Oliver. Hi, Ian and Kath. Hey, Oliver. Um, you're talking about poetry earlier. Yes. I don't know if you saw I, I wrote a poem for you, Ian. Um, um, I didn't because I've muted you. Um, <laughs> it's so horrible. What would you, what was, what would you like to, give us the poem. 
Okay, it's a bit rude. I'm not sure the words are oh, okay. allowed. Okay, Oliver, let's let's hear. Can it. you substitute them okay. for allowed words? I, they might be allowed. They're quite they're quite soft. Okay, and they're rudeness. Uh, Ian Lee, you're taller than a tree. It's probably why before you became an old codger, oh. you could bend over and lick your own codger. You were fearful this made you homosexual, but you were just doing what everyone would if they were. Flexible. Okay, what that is, that's um, that's that's Shakespearean trolling. That is that is the <laughs> oldest. Chaucer was the first ever troll uh, known to mankind, and and what Oliver is doing is carrying on that tradition of trolling, and that is uh, that's bullying, Oliver. That it's also is true. Uh, well, it is true. I could it, it, my own thing, uh, but that is that is bullying, Oliver. That is trolling, and if I ever meet you, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. How do you feel about that? I'm just uh, highlighting... Get lost! People like that make me puke. Scumbags. He's very talented. He's a scumbag. Speaking of scumbags, it's Manny. Oh, no, no, no. The op- speaking of the opposite of scumbags, it's Manny! Hey. Hello. Hey, Manny. Inspector Joe for phoning in. Yeah, good for Joe. Well done, man. Yeah. That's a tough that's yeah. a tough old call. Yeah. Tough, 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 any. But he knows he's, he's done it before. He will do it again. I am very yeah. confident. It might, it might take a while, or he might get it tomorrow. Yeah, you know. he's, he's found in another number, doesn't he? How are you doing, Manny? You sound a little I'm bit good. more upbeat than I'm yesterday. Good. I'm good. I just, I just want to say thank you for um, helping. We've got you a job. No, you're starting on Monday as a bus driver. <laughs> we have we haven't got you a job. We haven't got you a job, but we've got a, we've got, we've got a couple of people that we've got a couple of people that think they might be able to help you or point you in the right direction or or or, or, or do something. So we're going to start with them. That's good. Thank uh, you. And we're going to talk to them tomorrow. We're going to talk to you tomorrow as well at ten. Yep. And we're going to yep. start with them. And if it doesn't work out, and if that's not right, that's not game over. Then we go to this. This is. We're on stage A. This is stage A. I've got. You I'm know, up to stage stage people, H in my plans. People come on your show, right? If it was any other show, and not me, Joe, Alistair, they'd cut them straight off. They wouldn't. People don't want to know people's problems. I think you're the best show. Yeah, he's right on radio. He's right. Only on, on, on these people. If you phone into the station and say, "Oh, I've just, oh." The call's being dropped. Always being cut off or whatever. Yeah, wait. I think you're the only... Oh, unfortunately, we lost Manny's call there because oh, it was boring on. and miserable. I'm joking. You're back. I cut you off, Manny, but you're yeah, back. You're the only player that actually do listen and care about your listeners. Well, I, I, think, there are a, I think there are a couple of exceptions. I think there are a couple of exceptions, but, but I appreciate your, your kind words. Um, but I'm not, I'm not having you top yourself because you can't get a job. We can, we can sort that out. That can be sorted. Yeah, it just, you know, sometimes you get sort of low. Yeah, of course. I, mean? I get it. But you sound a no, lot no, more no. upbeat than you did yesterday. Not, not drinking anymore, so that's, that's, that's a good thing. I think that's really important for you, man. That's, mm, that's, when, you gonna... start, that's when you start, you know, getting the knives out and start talk, mm. getting in a very, very dark place. No, but I get, I get no, why... I haven't had a drink for six months, maybe, now. Well done. Good. But I get why you want to drink. I get it. Of course I do. Uh, it's right, but um, it's just, some people are very rude as well. You know what I mean? Look, that's Catherine, and I apologise. That's her northern wit. Uh, no, Catherine. Oh, shit, brilliant. She, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. All right, mate, calm down. Yeah. Now you've been, now, now you've been stupid. And then that um, Scottish man who was, you know, 
slagging you off. The Scottish Jesus man. Of, yeah. Paul Ross. No. The guy, the, the no. boring guy on at the weekends. No. The uh, one who was on earlier. When John you... Leslie. No, no. Ken. Oh, Ken. Ah, Ken. 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 Yeah, I'll have a chat yeah. with Ken, but he needs to stop lying about me. I've never. I don't slag yeah. off Jesus. It's a I lie. Yeah. It's a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think he's got a problem, isn't he? I don't know, and I wouldn't like to. Wouldn't like to make a judgment. I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm happy to talk to Ken, but he's got to stop lying yeah. about me. I think Ken <laughs> likes to be the only one who uh, is right, and yeah. everyone has That's to be right. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Archbishop of Canterbury wouldn't be Christian enough for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manny, listen, yeah, we're going to speak to you tomorrow night at 10 and, yeah, and a couple yeah, of people that we've, yeah, we've lined up. Thanks, thanks, thanks That's OK. And as you just, just to remind you, Manny, yesterday you said when you were looking for a job that it wasn't about the money. So me no, and Kath no. are on 30% commission, OK? No, no problem. No, no problem. problemo, no Manny! Problem. And, and, oh, another quick thing. Yes? I'm not Pakistani. My dad's not Pakistani. He was coming back from India, Punjab. Oh, I'm yeah. Sikh. Did oh, I call see? him a Pakistani? Yeah, I didn't, call him, I didn't call him a Pakistani. No, you, you mentioned him. Coming back from Pakistan. Well, he would have flown out. He would have flown over Pakistan. No. He would have flown no. over it. No. He, yes. No. no. Come yes. The other way. No. He, he would have done a loop. He would have done a U-turn over Pakistan. <laughs> no. 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 Listen, man. No. You guys, you anyway, all, you, you all look, look the same, Manny. How the hell am I supposed <laughs> to tell the difference? <laughs> that is a joke. Ofcom, when you listen to this tape next week. That's a joke. (laughs) Manny, I apologise, mate. You're a good man. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. Tati bye, tati bye, tati bye. Uh, He sounds better than he did yesterday, which is great. That's the first step. We're going to sort him out. This is the Late Night Alternative 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Putting the world to rights. You're a the fan Matthew of you, right? Show starts oh, Monday afternoon from one. Always look on the right side of life. You're on a fan of Talk Radio. Do-do. 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 Aren't you supposed to be whistling? Well, I thought. <laughs> the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand till till one o'clock, guys. Then it's Paul Ross. I'm going home, going to bed, tired, very tired. Moved my moved made a, made a big life choice today. I moved the stereo that my nads, my stacking music centre, the hi-fi, the sound system from the office to the living room. Because in the office, I've got the computer. I've got all the songs on the computer. So what am I going to play the songs on the stereo for? No, you've got enough fat beats. Yeah. Now I can have fat beats in the living room while I sit and read a book or write a poem for a lady about how much I love her back. What? <laughs> oh, my darling. I love your back. Makes me want to scratch my sack. Now, I can do poems um, better than Shakespeare. Let's go to Pablo. Good evening, Pablo. Hip, 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 how do? Very, very well, sir. The force was weak in the first uh, two hours. It's strong in the last hour. Let's all celebrate. Huzzah! May I also say hello to the lady? Can everyone stop calling me that, please? Hey, I feel like a fraud. <laughs> hey, she's a female pal. Ah! Let's get that well, right. Well, I'm pal stretching it. Kath, could you do me a favour? Could you pull my finger? Certainly not. Go on. I know you did one before when I came in, by the way. It was like walking through a butcher's curtain. My finger hurts. You know about butcher's curtains. <laughs> you were. What's that even mean, I mate? I'm not pulling it. Please. It hurt. This isn't what you think it is. It I got, totally is. It isn't. I've got finger... You're even lifting a cheek. I've got finger cramp. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh. 
How's that finger cramp? If I smell that, you're dead. And you're leaving it for Paul Ross, which is very antisocial. He's antisocial. <laughs> Good evening, Pablo. What the hell do you want, man? No, 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 it's just obviously sad news about Burt Reynolds and whatnot. <laughs> no, it's sad news about Liz Fraser. Well, no, I noticed that as well. Um, but I only noticed that whilst I was on the phone, so I haven't uh, really... It's sad news about both time to process guys. the sad news. Yeah, did... Did Liz Fraser and Burt Reynolds ever work together? And uh, if they did, imagine what that movie would be like. Absolutely marvellous. Well, well, partly that's, that's kind of why I'm calling, because oh. I, I kind of fell down a, a realisation rabbit hole, which is probably obvious to everybody else. And once I did a bit more research, I realised why. Um, but Charlie Borman, you know Charlie Borman? Yeah, of course I do, man. Yes. Yeah, motorcycle fella with you, McGregor, like... I oh, didn't yeah, know. yeah, I met him. I did uh, Loose Ends with him, Charlie Borman, yeah. He's got funny teeth, yeah, yeah. hasn't he? Like, teeth, and, teeth. He was a very, teeth very... that make me laugh. They're little. Very, very nice. Milk teeth. With Yeah, with gaps. I don't remember his teeth. I remember he's a really, really nice guy, yes. Well, I hadn't realised... I mean, I only knew him as just kind of that posh fellow of a bike who was made with Hugh McGregor, basically. Yeah. Um, but he was in Deliverance with um, Burt Reynolds. He would have been, like, three. Yeah, yeah, he played... Um, was it Bud's little boy, like the blonde-haired little boy? Did he really? He, well, 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 and he was also Mordred in Excalibur. Oh, I've not seen that film for years, Excalibur. It was, they showed Excalibur when I was about 14 at school. Yeah. And we all taped it. And you saw um, you saw a really lovely bare bum in it. I yeah, saw quite that, near the beginning. Yeah. Mirrors, I think, was, was, it? I, was it? I don't know, but that was... That was as, as a fourteen-year-old boy. That film, we that was an education. I don't know if I could watch it now, but that was that was a great, great film. He's got milk teeth. Yeah, yeah he looks like um, uh, Richard Herring with milk teeth. He does. Well, that was well. He's not, apparently Richard Herring often bemoans the fact that he's often mistaken for Charlie Borman. Okay, who um, is Richard Herring? Yes, uh, yeah, oh. apparently. Oh. So he says. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, but then I realised I was looking further and said he's been in a lot of films, especially when he was younger. Then I realised his dad is John Borman, yeah, the guy who directed. Oh, I see, I see the old nepotism. I've not got a problem with nepotism. Of course, you're going to help your kids out to try and oh. get get him a leg up, and, and and quite often kids want to work in the same industry as their mum or dad. So. You, you, of course, you say, well, yeah, come in one day and we'll, we'll see if we can find you something to do for the afternoon. Yeah, you know. See, the, the realisation hit me. It was, it was the same as when I realised that Jay Rayner and Claire Rayner were, were son and mother. Yeah, and we used to have um, the other Rayner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name? The car guy. I, I want to say Alex, no, um, Billy, Brian, Stephen, um, Jeffrey. We'll get in there. Um, Glenn, uh, Emmanuel. Chris, Chris, Chris. No, it seems that Jay Rayner and Amanda Rayner are Claire Rayner's kids, and she hasn't. She only got the two. No, there was just another son. There was a son because we had such and such Rayner, and he even sounded like Claire Rayner. Mm. And we weren't allowed to mention Jay Rayner to him because they'd fallen out. Oh love, oh love, sweetie love, oh love. Like Clarina. Yeah. Oh, I once spoke to her on the phone. Oh my lovey, what could I do for you, my lovey? I was trying to um, get her to come on to talk about something. She said, "Lovely." I'm afraid I don't... I've got a policy of never commenting on something I haven't seen. Forgive. Forgive. I never forget. <laughs> forgive. Forgive, darling. Forgive. Well, apparently, a kind of breathiness. She, she, she had quite serious um, lung problems or something like right. that. And that's Shut, why she was... Stop talking. Stop talking. Sorry. Because uh, Adam Rayner. Right. Is he... Right. Is he related to them, then? You told me he was. I thought he was. You told me he was. 
It's the imposter all over again. You told me he was uh, he was related. He was Claire Rayner's son, but we weren't to mention Jay Rayner to him. I never said that. Did, I didn't know about fallout. Because they'd have been fallen me. out. No, it wouldn't be me. Someone said it. Not me. Don't don't pin that. Right, I'm she's gonna, on me. He was a nice guy. I liked him. I thought it was funny. Who the hell is Adam Rayner? Um, oh, it's, there's a now. Now we've got an actor. So, Adam Rayner, the travel guy. No, Adam Rayner. Flipping it, I just, it's Adam, go to the Adam Rayner on Twitter. He's holding a big fish. Ah, uh, that guy. He's from Watford. You, or you can go to adamrayner.net. Well, this is ah, awkward. here we go. He, the UK's leading expert in extreme audio from home cinema to car hi-fi, mad keen motoring and angling journalist, gives good radio and was the first Rainer foodie. So he's he's firing shots on his brother Jay. Across the bow. Or just a namesake. You you told me! I never, because I don't know anything. I, that, the idea that they don't talk to each other is something that was, is alien to me. Mate, right, you're an idiot. So I've just Googled Jay Rainer siblings. Amanda Rainer, sister... Adam Rayner, brother. Well, he's not mentioned on Claire Rayner's wiki. Because they've fallen out. But Adam Rayner... Well, it doesn't say we're not putting people on that have fallen out. So, uh, here we go. The son of late agony aunt Claire Rayner hits out at Royal Mail charges handling fee for birthday card and money. Um, the son of late... Uh, Adam Rayner of Ashfield Avenue, Bushy... Wow. ...said he waited... Uh, 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 so anyway, yeah, it, yeah. So that's Adam Rayner, and he doesn't speak to Jay Rayner because they had a falling out. Oh, I don't know this. Who's I don't told know you that? You told me no, it. No, I never. Why are you doing this? I didn't do it. Hello, computer. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing Daddy, this? It wasn't me. Forgive. Forgive. Um, okay. Oh, no, right, go away. You're a weirdo, Pablo. He, he You're a does it better Pablo. than I do. Hello, lovey. Yes, lovey. What you need to do, love, is, is, is just massage the end of it with your tongue. She was good, Claire Rayner. She was. Who have we got now? Nana Rayburn. Oh, is it Dr. Ruth still alive? Or she, she's, she, she's Dr. dead? Dr. Ruth, she? what you need to do is you need to massage the tip of his penis with your tongue. I think she died, didn't she? Let me check. She died of doing it with taller guys. Yeah, she's still alive, Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Um, we've got Dr. Pam. Dr. Pam Spurt. Oh, Dr. Pam. Dr. Pam, what you've got to do is, is massage the, the tip of his penis with your tongue. All right, Dr. Pam, could you show me? Oh, now, come on, that's outrageous. Sorry, I've got that's... a contract for her to sign. Um, done cock bike, uh, done romp. Oh, Nerf guns, this is a great story. Love this. Police swooped on a boy's birthday party after bangs from toy Nerf weapons were mistaken for gunfire. Love it. Love it. Cops were alerted by a neighbour who heard screaming children. <laughs> I do worry oh, sometimes when my, kids, the world. when my kids scream, though, because it sounds horrific. Yeah. But it goes on for hours as my well. My eldest has gone through a phase of screaming, like screaming with delight, and I've had to tell her to pack it in because it does sound like someone's being... Hurt. These uh, Nerf guns don't make noise, though, because you used to obviously get cap guns. Sponge, aren't they? Yeah, they're sponge. you used to get cap guns, a good old cap gun, which made a bang. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the best thing was, was putting the caps on the floor and stamping on mm -hmm. them. Oh, the smell of a good cap. 
Cops were alerted by a neighbour who heard screaming children. They found eight-year-old... Let's just um, let's just try this for old time's sake. Hello, line one. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. You are right there, mate? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm just uh, calling because I heard the other caller phoned in saying that his missus doesn't know and he's, he's, you know... Yeah. He's having that every day. Yeah. Well, I'm serious to him. I haven't been spent for about four days. Jeez, man, you you uh, must be feeling nuts. Well, you know, I've been listening to you for about 12 months every night. You must be and, feeling uh, even more nuts then. <laughs> How come you... So what, yeah. you, what, you doing coke? Yeah. Uh, four, and four days yeah. you've been up? Yeah. Dude, you need to get... You need to get... Have you got any more? Uh, I've got a bit, yeah. Get rid of it, man. Come on. Where's it going to take? How 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 high are you going to get on that bit you've got? You're not. I know. And I I've listen. I've done the four day bender, and I've had people telling me to chuck it away. Sometimes I've been able to. More times than not, I've not been able to. But the the fact that you're phoning me says that says to me, and you can tell me if I got this wrong, that you don't want to do this anymore. No, I don't. Basically, I spilled with my partner. After the wedding, um, I left her because she was just mentally bullying me. She broke me down. I'm sorry to I hear used that, man. To block, I used coke to block everything out. Now, what, think... when you say she was mentally bullying you, what, what was uh, uh, controlling? Okay, when you say controlling, it wasn't about your drug use, was it? No, no, no. Okay, so she wasn't saying you got to stop doing coke, and you interpreted that as as controlling behaviour. It was. It was you other know, aspects we, of your We life. used to do it together occasionally. Yeah. And then when she started all the um, name calling and this and that, that was when I started doing it secretly because okay. I was just trying to block everything out. Yeah. Do you, um, do you love her? Do you want to be with her? No, I'm, well, no, I'm not with her now. Okay. I've got a new partner now. And does she, does your new partner know about the coke? Yeah, but she's scared of losing me, so she, I know, I, you know, I know she won't say anything. Does she do? She, does she? Does she, she, she do, does she do it with you? She doesn't do nothing. She don't drink. She don't smoke. Nothing. And how do you feel? She put, goes and, to bed at ten o'clock every night, and, and you stay up what watching po- watching porn, playing games? No, nah, just internet listening to you. Ten okay. to <laughs> Um. So what? What? Because we're nearly out of time. But we can talk again yeah. tomorrow. Um, yeah. What are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Well, I've wanted to call you for ages, but I've never, had the, I've never had the balls to do it. You've never been coked up enough to do it. And now you are. Yeah. That's a joke. I'm glad, well, I'm, listen, man, um, I'm glad you've called up. And I see you calling from a withheld number, and that is cool as well. Um, yeah, but, I didn't want to give that's my fine. Yeah, of course not. I'm not. That's why I've not asked you your name. I don't care. It's not important right now. Um... So, what are you going to do? How, how do? We've only got two minutes before Paul comes in. Come in, Paul. Uh, what, what do we do now? What's the next step? Try and sleep, I suppose. And how's that going to be, man? Oh, no, yeah. I just need to... I'm, even when I'm not staying up for the days, I'm having it every single day. Yeah, I'm I surprised bet. I'm not dead, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you will be eventually. Jails, institutions and death. Um, so, what are you going to do mm. to stop... This is where I, I, 
I'm, I don't know where to go for help. I'm, I, you know, I don't want to... I'm, I'm embarrassed about it, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I get the embarrassment, and I bet there's a lot of shame in there as well. Yeah. Have you got a pen and paper? Oh, yeah. Something you can jot. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the, the NA number because we're coming out. We're, we're, we've got to go to Paul Ross in a second. Um, yeah. But I, I just want to make sure you've got this number, okay? Yeah, I'm trying to find the pen. I'll be with you in a second, Paul. We've no a, a, a poor lost soul here who just needs a little sure. nudge in the right direction. Yeah. Right. 0300. Yeah. 999. Police. No, it's not the police, you muppets. I'm not going to give the number of the police so you coat up. Oh, no, 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 no. 1212. Yeah. Can you read it back to me? 0300-999-1212. Give them a call now, although I think they'll be closed. Um, yeah. But give them a call in the morning after 10. I've got to go. Can we speak tomorrow? This is the thing. When, when, I, when I, like, I don't feel all right, I won't ring them. That's I know, the I know, and I know. I it. It's Dude. when you get to a certain stage and you have that much, that's when you, you can talk to someone. Dude. There's no one there to talk to. Give them a call tomorrow. Give, we'll try them now. Put, I'm going to put the phone down now and you're going to try them right now, OK? Yeah. Oh, no problem. Uh, and no let, problem. hopefully we'll speak tomorrow or next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man, listen. But, but, love you, brother. We, you can do this. Paul, I'm so sorry. No worries. You've got 30 seconds, so sell, baby. Very moving story coming up. A man who's a soundscape artist who's worked with a hospice. He takes the Morse code of children's names who passed away. He combines it with birdsong, and they play it in the garden there for the parents. He adapts. Wow. He chooses the birds from the month the children have died, and it's working remarkably. It may be rolled out across hospices across the UK. We've got the first interview with the bloke. Flipping it, man. That's I've got. That's giving me shivers. That sounds incredible. Paul Ross uh, is on uh, at one. We'll be back tonight at ten. Are you eating, naughty boy? <laughs>